Hello friends, welcome to the After Hours Lounge. Welcome back. If you are a regular listener, uh, thank you so much for being here, for listening to this, for clicking on my podcast. Uh, my name is Sandy, uh, I am the host of the After Hours Lounge, uh, and today is the final episode of 2021. Uh, for those of you who perhaps uh, have discovered this in other ways, I said it on, on an Instagram Live the other day, but I'm probably going to put a post out as well uh, after this. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm going to take a break for December. Um, I'm feeling a little bit burnt out, a little bit cooked. Um, as as we discuss later on in this episode, I recorded this episode four or five days after I had a, a panic attack for the first time in a very long time. Um, and, and it's just kind of hit me a little bit and... I mean, maybe this sounds bad because it's kind of the USP of the podcast uh, and what I've been saying all the time, but I need a bit of a break from talking about mental health all the time and I need to just kind of look after myself. And maybe that's selfish, but actually sometimes being a bit selfish is okay. Um, I've not really taken a break at all this year from my work or anything like that. I took three days for my birthday. Um, Alongside this, I run my own business, by the way. I'm self-employed. but yeah, I took three days on my birthday. And other than that, I haven't really taken any time off. So um, I'm going to take a few weeks off for Christmas. I hope you all are as well. We all deserve it, especially after this year. Um, I'm going to take a couple of weeks off, but I'm going to take a bit of a break from the podcast. And, and I'm going to reframe it and, and have a think about, you know, potentially maybe doing kind of seasons and stuff so that I, I'm not, um, you know, burning myself out. I'm also going to be coming out with an email list, which is very exciting. I apologize. This is a very long intro for this episode, but I'm just bombarding you with information. Um, I'm also going to be coming out with a, a weekly email. So I'll write one email a week um, just to kind of, I don't know, something to try and brighten your week up and make you smile. Uh, you know what I've been up to. Um, you know some cool things I've been I've been checking out that have been helping me and hopefully um, you know get you guys uh, involved and smiling as well um, and just you know trying to trying to grow it and uh, grow some positivity and get people talking which as I said is the is the main mission but anyway this episode um, this week I'm joined by uh, Mikey from Radical Clothing UK uh, it's a new clothing brand that Mikey started um, and is is currently running. Um, he put out a video on Instagram that a friend actually sent me, my friend George, shout out George if you're listening, and uh, George sent me this video and was like, you should get this guy on the podcast, and it was basically a, uh, Mikey sitting down in front of a camera and, and just talking about his mental health journey, uh, what had happened, and, and kind of the ethos behind this clothing brand he started that's framed in the kind of action board sports um, you know, kind of style and industry, uh, but with this kind of big message behind it of it's rad to talk about your mental health, uh, which is something that for me at the After Hours Lounge and all my listeners, I'm sure we will agree it is rad to talk about your mental health and it's super important. Um, and I had an absolutely brilliant conversation uh, with Mikey. I think it might be my longest podcast yet. We were interrupted at one point by a dog, but I'm not going to edit it out because I think you can't edit life. So I'm not going to edit this podcast. Um, yeah, but it's quite funny. And I met the dog on Zoom. It was very cute. Um, but yeah, we discussed all sorts. We discussed, uh, you know, uh, it's quite strange, actually. I've always I've always quite liked clothing. I've always been quite interested in it. And I've always been a bit embarrassed by that because I'm a guy and I don't know why. I know fashion is just as much for men as it is for women, but I, I don't know. I've always, but maybe because I'm in that kind of outdoor board sports, that kind of thing, I feel like I shouldn't be 
you know, that stoked on clothing. But I do really like clothing. So it was cool to talk to Mikey, who, who also shares a similar passion for it. And, you know, for, and that was a big reason why he started it. He always wanted to see people wearing uh, a brand name that he had come up with. Um, and that dream has now come to fruition. So it was great talking to Mikey about that. Um, we started the conversation off with uh, talking about surfing. Uh, I had literally been surfing the day before. As I said, I, I unfortunately had a panic attack. I took the day off uh, and went and went surfing the following Monday. And we recorded this on the Tuesday. So we discussed a bit of surfing. Uh, we talked about his story and, and recording that, that video. Um, I'll be sharing it in my story for the next few days so you guys can check it out on Instagram. Um, but make sure you check out, yeah, Radical Clothing UK on Instagram and find that video. It's about five minutes long, uh, but it's a great story. So we talked all about that. Um, we talked about kind of finding your tribe and, and why a lot of people subscribe to certain clothing brands in that aspect. Uh, we talked about measuring success, dealing with nerves, um, and, and just kind of Mikey's story. Uh, and sometimes these are the my, my favorite episodes, you know, the ones where you don't necessarily know the guest. I think a lot of podcasts... Uh, really struggle to like feel like they have to find famous guests, recognisable names that people are going to respond to and go, oh yeah, I'm going to listen to this. And of course, to a certain extent, that that's true. And, and it's something I'm not going to lie, I've tried to do as well. But actually, uh, there are some real pearls of wisdom sometimes in these kind of episodes where you perhaps haven't heard of the person, um, but their story is absolutely remarkable. Uh, and I feel privileged to be um, to be bringing uh, these conversations to you guys. So as I said, this is probably going to be the last episode of the year. I might record a little solo episode, um, just sort of talking about my, my plans, uh, how I've been, how I've dealt with um, the last couple of weeks after having a panic attack uh, and kind of going from there. So I, I may do that in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, I'm going to be taking a bit of a break and then sort of coming back um, in January, January, February, probably by the time I've recorded some episodes. But yeah, um, I hope everyone is good. Big love to all of you. Thank you so much for all the support this year. Um, I'm still overwhelmed every day that people seem to want to listen to me having conversations. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much. I've been talking far too long. Uh, here we go. On with the episode. Do please enjoy. I went surfing yesterday in the Witterings. Like I said, I, I lived there for a couple of years, so I, I know it quite well. I mean, yeah, uh, I know the whole South yeah. Coast descends upon it as soon as there's any swell, don't they? <laughs> well, um, I mean, I used to live in Brighton, so uh, oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm aware uh, I'm aware of it. But I tell you this, uh, coming from Cornwall, when you live in Brighton and you're from Cornwall, uh, it's there's something missing, <laughs> but it's so territorial. People are so like yeah. protective of it. If you say a bad word against like Witterings or the hot pipes or I was about uh, to say hot pipes, marina, yeah. hot pipes, jeez. Like if you turn like when I first moved to Brighton, uh, one of my friends was like, "Tomorrow morning we're going." So I've been in Brighton for like four days. Like tomorrow morning we're going surfing. I was like, "Yeah, great." Turned off my house at six a.m. I was like, "Right, where are we go?" And we drove down to hot pipes. I had a six-two with me, and I looked at it and I went, "I'm going back to bed." <laughs> <laughs> where um where, where, where in cornwall uh did you grow up or are you from uh Perenporth. oh yeah. beautiful well, true. yeah so yeah. uh um so yeah when you, you yeah. kind of brighton south you coast on your yeah brighton south <laughs> yeah. coast south coast slop isn't isn't quite what you're willing to willing to get out of bed at 6 a.m for then 
<laughs> they were, I was like, uh, really? This is, and they were like, this is a good day. I was like, oh, it's going to be a tough slog in Brighton. Uh, <laughs> you kind, you kind of get used to it. Like, yeah, you do. Well, I mean, I, I've yeah. never, I've never, I've obviously, I've never really lived anywhere with, um, you know, with waves and stuff. But I travel. Me and my girlfriend now travel down to Newquay quite, quite a bit. She's a teacher, so. Uh, yeah. you know every sort of half term things like that we we spend a lot of time in UK and I, I'm you know it's, it's probably where I want to end up um yeah but it's good but yeah I mean yeah yesterday as we recording this um yesterday was an all-time day in the Witterings uh it was, was it? And, and as I said I lived there for a couple of years and genuinely that that was one of the better days purely just because it was a good size swell um yeah. and there was just no no wind which is rare like no wind at oh, all wow yeah yeah that is it, rare it was, I mean, the forecast was like two foot at 15 seconds. So, I mean, a reasonable, you know, reasonable swell. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was really nice. It was one of the best days I've had surfing uh, down in the waves. When I lived there, I had to do a lot of, don't judge me for this. I, I did a lot of sup surfing. Um, but no judgment. Great. I no love judgment. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did a lot. I did a lot of sup surfing and got really, really into that. Uh, I was really enjoying it. I, I went to Morocco for a couple of weeks with my paddleboard and I, I really loved it. Um, but now I'm now now I'm kind of trying to I'm trying to spend more Stay time more time doing traditional surfing um, and 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 getting into that and I'm I'm obsessed with it. I get I, I maybe this is your case as well and maybe we're jumping into it. But one of the big things I want to talk about was effects on the ocean and stuff like that. Um, but right. I'm, I'm I'm actually primarily a windsurfer. Um, oh really? But, yeah, yeah. But um, when is that I, a dying out? Like, is that a dying sport? Because. No. Yeah, I, I kind of figured that like kite surfing had kind of replaced windsurfing. I see you see a lot more kite surfers these days, and I do windsurfers. I mean, one I uh, kite surfers are much easier to spot, and they look they take up a lot more room, so it's far easier to go. Oh, there's a lot of kites out when actually you look at the water, and there's <laughs> you know. But um, I, I mean, yeah, windsurfing has got a lot smaller than it used to be. But I mean, in the eighties and stuff, it yeah. was bigger than surfing. You know, it was it was the yeah. sport. So to compare it to yeah. that, obviously, is going to be a, a dip. But I, I don't know. Yeah, the yeah. sport has got a lot more niche um, and a lot smaller. Um, but with with the yeah. things like foiling and stuff like that, there's a lot more people getting back into it. No, like, and a lot of a lot of people that are blows my mind. Yeah, and a lot of people are, are kind of getting into kiting, and then they get to a stage in kiting where they're like, "I don't want to jump thirty feet in the air. I don't want to do that." <laughs> and then they go, "I don't want to do that." And then they go, "But I always had this thing I wanted to learn in windsurfing," and then they come back to it. You know, yeah. so so th- I, th- I think I think there used to be a lot of stigma around it. You know, yeah. and that, that's that's something that I suppose frustrated me a little bit of, you know, the surfers think the windsurfers are uncool. The windsurfers think the kite surfers are lame. Everybody thinks that paddleboarders are lame. Paddleboarders. And, and, and it's like, well, yeah. I mean, you, you know, you look at Kyle Eddy doing everything and he's always been, there's a really good movie called Paradigm Lost about Kyle Eddy. Um, right. I don't know if you've seen it, but. Um, I've not seen it, no. Oh, it's cool. And, and a couple of like the real hardcore surfers on Maui uh, are talking yeah. are talking about Kyle Eddy and they're like when he first tried to paddle out with us and, and do sort of prone surfing we were like yeah. who is this kook like you're a windsurfer you're a paddleboarder like get go away and they were like and then he started surfing and we were just like holy wow. shit you know who is this guy and it's it's quite it's quite ever since I watched that I was like it doesn't matter just go and have fun like that, you know, yeah that's it like that's the basis of it. Like I, what I've realized in when I first started paddleboarding back in like 2008 in Brighton, because I needed to get in the sea. 
Yeah. And I couldn't just rely on waiting for that winter drop in that half an hour window where you could maybe get a wave or not if you've got like a 10 foot board. Yeah. Um, so I got into paddleboarding because one of my friends was like European champion. He kept bugging me and bugging me and bugging me. Come on. I was like, it looks lame. I was like, it looks awful. I don't want to do You look like a terrible gondola. You should be in like, you know, the river somewhere, like like Cambridge, like showing people around. Hunting. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he, he finally like got me into it. And I went down and the first thing I did, was like I put this 11 foot board down and tried to paddle it like a surfboard. And I couldn't even get my, I was like, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. And, but the minute I like was standing on it with the paddle, I was like, do you know what? And you look and you watch the water kind of move underneath you. You're like, this is actually pretty good. And it's kind of therapeutic as well. And a hell of a workout. Yeah. For those people who think it's just like standing around on a board, just, you know, okay. If you, when you actually do it, like my shoulders got my, it helped with my surfing massively because it helped my, like my upper body strength. My core muscles are really good. My balance had increased like tenfold. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, I love it, but everyone, you know, if you've got your one sport, then everyone then kind of takes the piss out of all the other ones, don't they? So they kind of end up going, well, yeah, I surf, so therefore kite surfing, windsurfing, bodyboarding, paddleboarding, all yeah. the rest, they all suck. Yeah, like, it, it is funny. If you see someone, well, as you see someone with a massive smile on their face, having a time of their life, and they're not even very good, I'm all for it. I hate those people who are like, oh, I surf, but I don't surf very well. I'm like, yeah, but are you out there having a fantastic time? Because yeah. if you are, doesn't matter how good. If you don't catch any waves, but you're having the time of your life, great. Go, yeah. It's just, it's one of those things. I, I think... I mean, as humans, we are very tribal, aren't we? And we very much latch on to something like that. And if we can tie our identity to it, then we become really protective of it. You know, like for years, yeah. I was very much like, I'm Sandy and I'm a windsurfer. And I'm like, and that's, <laughs> and that's my tribe and that's what I do. And everything else, everything else is really lame, you know. But now yeah. it's funny in the last couple of years, I, th I think it was, you know, moving back to the, the UK and, and, and things like that and, and not, uh, having that opportunity that, that I did have um, where I was, you know, windsurfing every day and, and all that stuff. Whereas and I was like, oh, I, yeah. like you said, I need to get my fix doing something else. So I was like, what else yeah. can I do to keep myself happy and keep myself in the ocean? So I started, you know, doing a lot more, more paddle boarding and then there was some waves. So I was paddle boarding in the waves and sup surfing and was like, oh, this is pretty cool too. And then, and then, I mean, uh, more recently, regular listeners will know I, I started Brazilian Jiu Jitsu as well, and now I'm completely obsessed. Oh, wow. I'm completely obsessed with that now. And then, you know, now, now surfing as well. After my last trip to Newquay, and then just yesterday, I'm I'm just on this such a hype from surfing that I'm like, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter what it is. Like you said, whatever. If you no. get a kick, if you're getting a kick from it, and oh, yeah. you know, then do it. But it, it's something I've always said on the podcast as well is. If you can have something that you love doing, preferably that if it keeps your body moving, but it's okay if it doesn't. But if you can have something that you love doing that is not tied to your career, that you can put two, three hours into a week, then that is so beneficial for your just general happiness, well-being. You know, like I said, ideally, if you're moving your body, that's always going to make you feel better because it's exercise. Yeah. It, you know, it jumps the exercise for you. But if it's building Lego, you know, playing video games, whatever, just doing Painting, something. Yeah. 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 Something that occupies your brain. In, like I got back into cycling uh, last August for the first time in like 15 years. 
I wasn't, you know, like I was so like into my board sports that I was like, cycling's lame, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's like me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, why, I don't want to touch that because you know I'm a, I'm a surfer and a snowboarder. Like, why am I gonna get on two wheels when I yeah, talk yeah. about being on some kind of board? And I loved it. Uh, yeah, hang on, we might have to let her in because I feel like she's gonna. Um, sorry, just, if you just can you just bear with me for like two seconds? I'm worried she's gonna like be scratching at the door in a minute. Yeah, no worries. Like, and then she'll stop. Well, she'll start barking, and then you'll just be me talking with the occasional. Ah! in the background hang on yeah, two fine. seconds was that there we go i can't i found it very like you know i was very dismissal about it at first and then i was in cornwall um and i didn't have any transport and i was a bit like okay well i just i want to get out and do stuff and my parents live slightly land it's about a seven minute drive to the beach um and so I just found myself just going for cycles like every day. And also if the surf wasn't very good or the weather wasn't fantastic away, I just, I just like throw an anorak on and would go off for like four or five hour cycles yeah, and just come back. And you feel so like you sleep better. You yeah. like, I don't know. It clears your head. Like I, I didn't have headphones in. I wasn't on the phone 21. I was, I was just cycling for hours off into the countryside, down little cycle paths, going through woods and fields, just, not thinking about anything at all just literally just kind of cycling away just being like i never would have done that like even five years ago yeah i probably would i probably would have been like cycle oh god no why would i do that <laughs> so yeah it's funny isn't it I, and again i i don't know whether you can put it down to to age or you know perhaps just this kind of like endless pursuit of happiness and fulfillment that we're all on and and i mean ultimately like I, I don't know in a weird way like you know windsurfing still is the thing i enjoy the most and things like that but there is something like you know, a bit like when you get a new t-shirt you want to wear it all the time all know? the time and you're yeah. like oh the old the old the old t-shirt that i loved three months ago is gone now you're like i don't give a shit about that yeah. or a year ago yeah. you know i guess it's the same thing you, you know you spend so so many years and time putting into something then you find this new thing and also like for me when i because i've windsurfed for so long and and spent a lot of time doing it and things i've reached a a, a, a certain level where every time i go out i don't improve whereas yeah, you, you as just I'm, stay that yeah every now and then yeah. they'll be like a, oh my god something's happened you know and then and, but then i'll st- sit at that level you know whereas yeah. I, you know where i'm at with with surfing and, and jujitsu and, and all these other activities i feel like every time i go i'm like oh i'm i'm getting better at this you know, yeah. the penny the penny drops. And that's a that's a that's a wonderful feeling as well, isn't it? Feeling like you're improving you, at something. Do you ever have it when um people ask you, well, what do you prefer? Like what's your favorite? Because when I started snowboarding and I went off to do I did quite a few seasons back to back, and people used to be like, What's better, surfing or snowboarding? Like, you can't you can't compare. Yeah. Like, well, you have to, if you had to choose one, which one would you choose? I'm like, you, that's not, it's just not possible. Like it's, it's too hard Yeah. to like, hate people like like that. I hate those questions. Yeah. I'm like, well, surfing, you can not go every day because you have to wait for the wind. You have to wait for the swell, you know, just so many kind of variable factors to add in. I said with snowboarding, you can pretty much go every day, but only for about four or five months of the year. And also if it's too windy, the lifts are closed. So, you know, there's swings and roundabouts to all. I said, I quite like, being in the sea in the summer, I quite like being in the sea in the winter because it's everyone's like, oh, it must be too cold. I'm like, well, it's not that cold. Yeah. Um, I haven't frozen to death yet, so <laughs> it's yeah, all right. It's probably all right. Yeah, it's it it is funny, you know, one of those things. And I've always said, yeah, again, some, something else that I've always sort of 
tried to live with is like you you don't need to like go through life in absolutes it doesn't need to be like this thing is 100% better than this this thing is this thing is really bad this thing is really good it's like everything is gray nothing is black and you know there's no like black and white and i think a lot of the time we live really like binary like that and i think a lot of the time it makes us it makes us less I think happy that's what a lot of, you know and i think that's what a lot of people used to do and i think it's only been recently now that people have started to be a bit more open-minded and started to change it and start to go oh like you know not just with the sports but also with like i only like this type of music or yeah. I only watch this type of film. Like we get stuck in these little ruts where it's like, we like that one thing. So let's just stick to that yeah. and life will be simple. And it's like, well, actually, if you open your mind a little bit and try a few things, then, you know, I've never tried kite surfing, um, but I can imagine I'm probably not going to like it. Having never been having to rely on the wind and a massive kite attached to me. To pull like, you, yeah. To pull me, I can, and it's so much kit, so much stuff. <laughs> Just having to set the kite up and pump it up and then get it up in the air and the harness and the board. I'm like, oh, that seems like a lot of work. Yeah. But again, <laughs> it's probably one of those things that, you know, you, you do and you have a few lessons. You're like, oh, this is actually pretty great. And then you find yourself reading magazines and articles and going, oh, what do I want this or that? You know, it's it, it's kind yeah. of it's amazing. And that, that that's I don't know whether it's a good or a bad thing, but I get I get really really obsessed with something as soon as i get into it that that was my, my first point when we when we hit record i know that i i get i get super super obsessed so i mean the one of the reasons i got you on this podcast was because uh a friend shout out to george grizzly uh george george sent me one, george george sent me your your video and said this guy would be really cool to have on the podcast and i said i, I followed you for a while but um, that video unfortunately passed me by um and you know it was all about your kind of mental health journey and, and why you started um radical clothing yeah. uk your 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 clothing brand and things like that is yeah did that did that kind of come from i don't know because I, I suppose obsession is a is a strange word but i've always thought people that start these kind of things and these sort of businesses you have to be a bit of a kind of obsessive personality because oh, of the amount of time it takes 100%. so what's 100 percent? Mean, that that's been a very long question and a very long roundabout way of saying i know you can you kind of uh, go, go into that a bit more and how 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 and why you decided to to kind of start this uh, start this clothing brand? There's um, it's funny because uh, anyone that knows me yeah. really well will know that how like what we've just basically talked about is becoming obsessed with something, and you know how you said that I get a new T-shirt and then that becomes my new favorite T-shirt. Yeah, I don't get a new T-shirt. I get a new brand. Like I'll, I'll discover a new brand and be like, this t-shirt fits amazing. Okay. I'm now only going to wear this brand I'm forever. I'm literally the same. What? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I but uh, yeah, uh, that's so funny that you said that. <laughs> and I go, but I go in, I go in circles, like some one day and I, I'm like obsessed with, uh, you know, like Ruka and I'll be like, all I yep. want is that. All I want is that. And then I'll get a Volcom jumper and I'll be like, oh, now I like Volcom. And then I'll get uh, yep. whatever, and I, it, it does go into that's crazy. I've never that's something that's been in my head for like my life, and it's I've never heard anyone else say that. That's so funny. I I don't know if it's maybe our personalities. I don't know, but it's it 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 was funny because back when I when I was living in Cornwall, um, and I used to play in a band, I used to play music. Uh, I was already slightly obsessed with the brand Hurley, and we're going back like two thousand and. 
five, two thousand six. Right. I, I loved that brand. And then we picked up sponsorship from Hurley, and these boxes of stuff would turn up with like, you know, thirty t-shirts in and loads of hoodies and all this stuff. And I was like, this is amazing. Um, and at one point, I laid out. Like, it was when I first moved to Brighton. I laid out the one same style Hurley t-shirt that just says Hurley across it in yeah. the middle with the little with the little logo at the end of it. And I worked out that I think I had 42 different colors of the <laughs> same t-shirt. And I put it up on Facebook and people were just like, you're ridiculous. Yeah. Like, this is, this is, it's beyond an obsession. It's almost hoarding. And I was like, no, when you find a t-shirt and it fits really, really well, and you like the style, I'll go all out and I'll just buy loads of it or luckily yeah. get like a load of free stuff from it. Um, and the same thing happened about five years ago with the brand Rusty. Yeah. Like the old, yeah, I just, uh, I had I got given one t-shirt and the fit was perfect. Um, luckily a friend of mine at the time was the sales rep for the UK. Um, so she would just pile me with, with, I don't, I don't know. No, she'll never hear it. Um, but pile me with all the samples basically. Yeah. Nice. Um, and then I would I'd go, I'd buy stuff from Australia and get it shipped over. And I was going, I would look on the American websites and being like, this t-shirt's cool. They do acid wash, they do tie dye, they do long sleeve, they do short sleeve. Like, this is incredible. Um, and I, that's when I realized, I was like, oh, I do this a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh God, I need to like, and it, I was on holiday uh, in Mauritius and uh, my mum turned around to me one day and she just said, do you own, because the rusty logo was just the R on the front with a little dot yeah and she went do you only ever wear stuff with the r on it and i just kind of laughed and went yeah i need to i need to sort my life out basically <laughs> um so the accession like i've all i've i've i grew up surfing and skating and i got into snowboarding kind of in my late teens um I've, all, I've worked in the surfing industry. So I started working in the surf shop when I was like 15 years old and I absolutely loved it. Um, and I, I just accidentally fell into this industry. Yeah. Um, so the kind of the passion for the way that the clothes are and that, you know, it's that styling. It's that thing that we had um, years ago where it was your, that was your personality and that your out, like what you wore was it's your, your statement. Yeah. It's your identity. Yeah. It, it said to people, you know, they could take a look and go, he's a surfer. He's a surfer. Yeah. Yeah. Skater. Like, um, and then as you know, as time kind of went on, I realized that there was a massive kind of like fusion between kind of street wear and, and surf wear where you started to get like brands like Carhartt who were slowly, like they were almost seen as a kind of surf skate snowball brand, but they came from the street wear kind of side of things. And then you can also buy, uh, there's a little tip to anyone uh, looking to buy Carhartt stuff. If you go to a hardware store, you can get the same Carhartt t-shirt for about 15 quid instead of 35 quid. Shh. Uh, <laughs> um, well, that's where, that's where Carhartt came from, didn't it? It's from like yeah, workmen. Yeah. It's, it's workwear. Work yeah. Yeah. Um, so but I've, I've always wanted to start my own clothing brand um, ever since I was like 20. I, I right. just, there was something about the way that like, just, being able to like have your own designs and yeah. to be able to see it for sale in shops, I thought would, would just be absolutely amazing. And to see other people wearing it is, and when I see it now, 
like it blows my mind like a you know in Newquay I was just walking through Newquay I, I popped into a shop to to buy a bottle of water and uh the girl in front of me queuing was wearing one of my hoodies that she'd bought the week before and I didn't want to turn around and be like I that I, I did that hi I just I just kind of like gave her a smile she thought I was creepy I walked past <laughs> some girl at, um uh, uh masters she was carrying like two hot dogs and uh she was wearing like a tie-dye dress that we sold at Boardmasters. And I was talking to someone and I just turned around and I said, can I take a photo of you? And she, <laughs> looked like she just was like, really like, she went, what? And I was like, oh, no, wait, sorry, backstory. Uh, that's my <laughs> brand, you're wearing it. Do you mind if I take a photo of you just to put off on the Instagram? And she was like, you should have started with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instead of not... just being a creepy guy <laughs> um, asking to take a photo. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, do you know what I, the, the re, one of the reasons why I wanted to do it was, have you ever like gone on a, like an internet search or like when you're out shopping and you're like, I want that specific, like one specific item and you can't find it. Yeah. For you're sure. like, I, today I want like a blue and white tie dye t-shirt and you can only find like, you can only find it in like Primark and you can't bring yourself to wear it. Yeah, or like you, you've seen it in a shop a few months ago and you go, oh, I'll try and find it. And then you find out that it's no longer available or it's, you know, part of an old line. Yeah, for sure. I mean, every, every, for sure, everyone's done that, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of was like, do you know what? I was getting a bit like, there's quite a lot of like big placement stuff. And isn't there's a big kind of like uh, 80s, 90s kind of revival thing going on at the moment where there's lots of big, like, big logos. lots of neon colors and big prints on the front and back. And I was like, I just want something subtle. Um, like I said, <laughs> the, the, to go into it on the story, I, on the video though, um, I didn't do my research. I've always wanted to call the brand rad. Um, ever since I was like a teenager, like all of us, like all of my friends, we were like, oh, dude, that's rad. Oh, did you see that? It's so rad. Oh, it's, oh, it's so rad. Um, and everyone was like, well, it makes sense. Like all my social handles from whatever social style, like my, my MySpace was called Mikey Rad. Yeah. Like Facebook is still called Mikey Rad now. Um, <laughs> my Spotify is called Mikey Rad. Um, so when I started the brand, uh, everyone was like, well, it's a no brainer. We know exactly. Cause I didn't say who was behind it. Cause it was very cryptic, like kind of logos and stuff going up on Instagram and people were like, well, I think we know who's behind this. Um, didn't do my research. turns out there's a, uh, the French company called rad where I pretty much clean ripped off their logo. Um, and Oops. within a week, well, within I launched it and then a week later within like, uh, it was like, I think it's like four days. Yeah. There was a message being like, you've got 24 hours to take this down or our lawyers will be in contact. And I was like, oh, who's this? No. Like, 276,000 followers. I was like, okay, bye. Oh, shit. <laughs> Back to the drawing board. Um, so, and then, they're not even that good, but I can't, am I allowed to say that? Well, I just, For sure. Say what you want, mate. Yeah. Um, <coughs> they'll sue me, so, not you. <laughs> Yes, well, I've already tried to once, so uh, they're probably they're probably waiting on the week. I, I contacted them afterwards and went, uh, "I've changed it to this. Are you okay with that?" And they were like, "Yeah, that's fine. Great." Did that? Um, um, did that? Did that kind of knock your knock your confidence a bit initially? I mean, again, just relating to my my story, regular listeners will know that uh, the first podcast episode I ever recorded actually deleted itself fully my laptop just went no. and, it, and I, it was about two hours with one of my really close friends and 
and that that really not my confidence. If, if but at the same time, actually, I've kind of learned that it was the worst possible thing that could happen happened on the first the first day essentially. So I was like, it's only up from right. here. Was that was that kind of your yep. was that your experience with that as well? Suddenly, you know, you're like, shit, I've literally got to go back to the drawing board. How how was that kind of process for you? But there was um, a sample hoodie and two sample t-shirts made as well. Black t-shirt were like the white logo and then a white t-shirt with the black logo um, and then a black hoodie. And we'd already done a photo shoot for it. Um, and we'd already started building this really like these really awesome looking kind of like kind of street night timey kind of awesome looking photos that had loads of effects and stuff on it. And we built these kind of like promo adverts and it looked really, really cool. And I was like, this is going to be awesome. Um, and then, yeah, the reality, like when it kicked in, I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, I had like, what do I go back to the drawing board? And I circled it for like a couple of days going, well, that, you know, that was always been the plan. Yeah. 10 years ago, I had got two sample t-shirts made with the idea of maybe doing it then, but I didn't have the capital or the experience or how to do it. Um, and those, those like couple of samples just are in a box somewhere. I never did it. So it kind of made sense. So it kind of, it felt like that 10 year dream was instantly just shattered. Yeah, it just kind of it just went away. Um, so yeah, it, it it did kind of. But you know, like someone said to me, like, "Oh, um, well, everything needs a story," and yeah. you've already got your story a week into starting it. So yeah. it's fantastic. So you, you're like, maybe at some point you'll get interviewed for something, and you can turn around and go, "Yeah, I just threatened to be sued one week in." Well, here <laughs> we are. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. And then what was yeah. the? What was the, I mean, I, I guess I, I suppose I've already answered this by by actually watching the video, uh, but for listeners that may not have seen it, you you talk a lot about another big reason behind, obviously there's a huge passion for like the kind of clothing industry and, and wanting to be a part of that, but but also tying it up with actually your own experiences uh, with, you know, uh, your mental health kind of going into, yeah. into decline and things like that. And you, there was that aspect of it as well of actually, I want this brand to kind of say something and help people realize yeah. that they're not alone. Um, was that, yeah. where, at, what, at what point did, did that come into the equation of like, actually not only is this a childhood dream, this is also actually something really relevant to who I am today. It was, it was quite early on. Um, but like to put the kind of two together, um, what I'd like through working in this industry for so long, there's, there's a definite, um, like when you go to industry nights, um, it's more probably within the, the kind of the snowboarding aspect of it. Uh, when you go to industry nights uh, and you go into like video premieres or whatever, there's a very kind of like uh, who is the coolest? Yeah, everyone's trying to out like not, not address each other because yeah, pretty much. Like yeah. there's a very kind of like you know I remember like kind of 10 years ago there was a whole thing where like who could get their t-shirt the longest basically yeah uh and i think the skiers won because it would come down like past their knees so it made it look like their legs were like a foot long and they were walking really weirdly um but it was always like everyone's trying to outdo each other by like it was like the, the slouchiest beanie and the the most oversized hoodie and the coolest prints and the biggest graphics and stuff um and if you were wearing 
something that came from a brand that wasn't really established over here um people were instantly like oh did you see so and so last night oh did you see he was wearing this oh it was really nice wasn't it there's there's a kind of like fashion show but who's the coolest yeah type thing going on um but then if you mix that then with someone turning around and saying guys just to let you know like i've you know i've been suffering with anxiety for the last six months or a year or whatever there seems to there definitely seems to be a bit of a like oh better shy away from it a little bit it feels a bit too real yeah and then that that kind of not and i, I hate saying this because it's such a horrible thing but it unfortunately is the truth that kind of label of being cool is almost then taken away by onlookers because they go they, oh he's really cool yeah well he's at but he's got depression oh okay yeah like, oh, that's that's a shame he's not that cool it, do you know what i mean it's how other people perceive you it, it, it kind of essentially it kills it kills the vibe of it doesn't it if you're like oh yeah. this 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 athlete that we all love or you know this industry person who who looks like they have it all and they've got the nicest clothes and they've got a great job with a really cool brand and all this but you're like oh there's, there's rumors actually that they're you know they don't they're on x medication or they've had to take yeah. some like they've had to take time off recently you know all, all this stuff it, it can unfortunately uh and i think i think it's got a lot better now but yeah it can for sure it can tarnish tarnish someone's reputation and you know things like that can't 100 percent. and it came like from my kind of experience <laughs> from it like it was a few like when i um you know, I, I when I was diagnosed like last year, it, it it did come to the surface and it boiled up from stuff that I'd been pushing away from a long time. Yeah. Um, and when it kind of overflowed, I did. I you know I shut myself off because we like we were saying it, the whole thing kind of it all interlinks somehow. Was that you know we do that thing because we find that one brand that we really like and we like the way that T-shirt fits and we will buy loads of them. We love the or we look the way that brand. We buy um, into the tribe, don't we? we yeah because we we relate to it and it also yeah. it makes us feel comfortable yeah so when something like this happens you know and the same with like you do your one sport because that's your pathway and you believe that you can't be open-minded you know what we were saying um when you're when you've hit a low point you you're completely lost because it's it's out of your control yeah you you, you I, I could not understand how i'd been the guy that was so good at fixing stuff all the time and was so good at being able to um you know like uh, and what i'm trying to say is like uh basically i could almost self-diagnose myself i'd be like oh i'm not feeling too good today but it's fine i'll put a front on and it's completely fine yeah yeah um, just push it down i couldn't yeah i couldn't go in and fix this because i didn't actually know what was wrong yeah and I think it just caused my entire, my mind, my body, everything to just shut down and go into a state of like, we're just going to reset for a little bit. Yeah. You just need to figure yourself out and try and work out what's the best way out of this. So I shut myself off for a little bit when I finally, and it, you know, it got, it got dark and it got very, uh, it was a, a humongous lack of sleeping going on. There was a massive lack of eating going on when I finally like picked up the courage to be like shit i need some help yeah. i don't know who to turn to but i also don't want to be seen as like a attention grabbing idiot like i need so, help i don't want to be judged by people it's, yeah it's so silly that isn't it because it's like you it's a bit like it's a bit like you're you know 
your, your kidneys are hanging out or whatever, but you're like, no, I don't want to go to the hospital because I don't want to feel like I don't want people to be annoyed with me or things like that, you yeah. know. And, and regardless of what people say, like as a 30 year old man in the UK, suicide is the most likely thing to kill me. Like this is not a, it's not a joke. It's not something to be taken lightly yet. For some reason, still it's like, and we get it in our own head as well. You know, the, the, oh, yeah. the, the patient essentially gets it in their own head of like, this is not serious enough for me to seek help. This is not serious enough. You know, every single person I spoke to in that kind of profession, I apologized profoundly. I was like, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're wasting your time with me. I'm, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's, yeah. it's all right. You, you know, there's other people out there that that will need it more than me. Um, and like you said, it's you know, if you've got some kind of physical ailment wrong with you, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, like if you if you fall over in the street and crack your head open, and people are like, we need to get this guy in an ambulance, and you're like, no, 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 I don't need it. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. People will make such a fuss over you. Yeah. So get make sure you get checked out. If you <laughs> if you have a breakdown people it's it's a weird one because there are still people who don't understand it don't believe in it don't you can't accept it and there are other people who will go out of their way to make yeah. sure that you are okay yeah um and that and it blows my mind and i think that's part of the brand is to try and kind of so we can get it all on a level playing field so it's not <clears throat> so it's not just like and it's not just some people it's all people understand it if that makes sense yeah absolutely yeah it's it's just it's it's always just been so well I, th I think it's always been there and i think it is as i said it's getting a lot better and you know it's one of the good things that's come out of the last couple of years i think is that more and more people are oh, talking yeah. about mental health purely because everyone's had a shit time so <laughs> you know everyone's everyone's actually realized and perhaps a lot of those naysayers have sat there and gone oh do you know what i don't feel that great and then they see something on Instagram or they see, uh, you know, something like what you're doing or anything. And they go, oh, actually, may maybe they are talking some sense. Maybe maybe this isn't yeah. all maybe this isn't all just, I don't know, snowflake bullshit or whatever. You know, <laughs> that's what people call But not even just like <laughs> like the, the thing that got me. And, th and this is the whole reason why I did it uh, was that when I finally reached out and I and you know what I did that. I toyed with the idea for ages about, you know, I, I had I had a personal Instagram account. I deleted it for two years. I reactivated it that morning to be like, I need to put a post up. Like right. 500, 500 followers, nothing massive. Um, <clears throat> and I was a bit like, I need to put a post up. I need to get like, I, I don't know what to do. Yeah. So I, I just put a post up being, you know, like first post in two years. Uh, Jesse, you know, I'm really struggling and this has happened. And, you know, people came out of the woodwork and was so fantastic, but there were more, there was more than one person who said to me, oh, but how can you be feeling like this? Because you, because you surf and you're cool. Yeah. So how do you, you know, but you snowboard, how do you, why do you feel like this? You're, you're a cool guy. You shouldn't be feeling like this. And I'm like, okay, there's, there's the problem. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to kind of do, like, I did some research into this and I see that, you know, we've got, you know, we've got celebrities and, and, you know, high profile sports personalities like football and rugby and, and cricket and all those kind of guys, you know, and Olympic athletes and stuff coming out, explaining about their mental health and trying, but, but not in so much in the action sports, sports world. Yeah. 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 
the action sports, you know, I, I say board sports, like I, I still need to, I want to include like kind of mountain biking and BMXing and that kind of stuff in there as well, because uh, it's essentially, we are all one family. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, is- yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I think there is, there is something uh, there. I think there is a bit of a lag behind it purely because perhaps our sports um, are looked at as much more of a lifestyle than, you know, these other, mm-hmm. other sports that are, defined much more as a sport there's a score at the end and you win and while there are scores in snowboarding and, and all this stuff it's still you know down to interpretation ultimately um and things like that so yeah i think that's why because it's 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 so uh you know put with oh this is a lifestyle and it's a great lifestyle and it looks very healthy and it looks you know you're in the sun or you're doing this or you're up a mountain and you're you're somewhere beautiful and you're out in nature so they're like why 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 do you feel shit why do you feel shit? And I think yeah. that's that's definitely something I grappled with a lot as well. And my, my mental health didn't really take a dive until I came back to the UK when I was doing um, seasons abroad and stuff. It, it, I mean, I always knew it was there, um, but it wasn't until it got, yeah, yeah, you know, I came, I came back that it got, uh, you know, got really bad. And, and again, like, like you said, uh, it, it was remarkable when I first put this podcast out, how many of my friends and stuff who I'd done seasons with and known for years, who I traveled with yeah. and all this stuff. And they were like, yeah, I, I sometimes struggle with this. And I'm like, why did we never talk about this? Why as, yeah. as the boys, why did we never sit around the beach bar and, and say this, but unfortunately, and, and, and this is by no means me being egotistical and saying, Oh, it was me that helped. But um, unfortunately it, it took, it took one of us to say something for the others to yeah. be like, and I think men are quite, men are quite like that. You know, often we need a, we need a, we need someone to take the stand and then we go, all right, I'll stand with you, you know, but there's a lot yeah. of like, Oh, you go, Oh, you know, you, you go, you go. Um, and I, I we, yeah. we need a ringleader. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's a bit like, I guess that maybe goes back to like, you know, I keep, I keep, feel like I keep talking about the tribalism thing, but it's something I've been thinking about quite a lot recently. So maybe that's why, but you know, there, there's always an alpha of the pack. Um, yeah, yeah, and I'm not sure. Hundred percent. I don't. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, you no. know, uh, I think. I think having having that leader has always been good. And I think you know, with mental health, especially for men, I think that's what there needs to be. There needs to be that that alpha of every pack being like, oh yeah, some sometimes I, sometimes I feel a bit shit, and then and then not to say you know everyone else isn't an alpha. That's not me. You know, uh, you know. But it was quite like I was. I was talking to one of my friends and we were saying how, I mean, the, the bizarre thing about it was that we were sat on a clifftop on a rainy October night looking out over the sea and the wind was howling yeah. and we were sat there for three hours talking about our feelings. Whereas I said, isn't it funny that 20 years ago, if, we, if one of us had started talking about our feelings, the other one would have turned around and gone, shut up. Because... Yeah that's we wouldn't have done that 20 years ago and we were talking about how like now we go surfing or we go paddleboarding and we get in the water somehow to to almost reset yeah and we take in that kind of like that the the water surrounding you you know the air and the sunsets and what and the like the uh, scenery and stuff whereas like 20 years ago we were doing it because we wanted that adrenaline and we were ranting about it yeah yeah 
and we were going nuts like we were trying to catch every wave we possibly could and we were paddling as fast as we could and we were just like yeah. ah, let's go and we're listening to like really really heavy music and you know trying to get ourselves fully pumped up and then we'd get out and we'd go out drinking and be like yeah whereas now it's like we listen to chill out music when we're feeling a bit weird and uh we sit on our boards for a bit and let the waves kind of pass us by as we're just kind of like you know playing with the water in our hands and our feet and kind of go that's better that's kind yeah. of a, that's a bit more even, it feels even and it's yeah even for me yesterday like it was a huge thing um i, I made it quite public i didn't i didn't have a very good weekend and it, it was fortunate that i was going surfing yesterday but um yeah. a, friend, a friend i haven't seen for a long time one of my best mates ended up coming with me um and we sat there and I said to him as we were coming in, I was like, that is the best possible way we could have like hung out with each other today. Like we could have gone and sat in a bar, but instead we just went and sat on our boards and we both, I mean, yeah, it was good, good swell. So like every, every few minutes, one of us would be like, hold that thought. And you'd go and catch a wave and we both catch a wave. And then we paddle back and, then you'd... and you'd sit there. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I've done it. I did a podcast with a, a big wave surfer uh, from Ireland called Eastkey Britain. She's a, she's also like a, a doctor yeah, and everything. I'm she's, aware. An, an incredible yeah. human being far far more intelligent yeah. than i am um but she <laughs> she she does a, a lot of stuff about this kind of blue health and, and she talks a lot about the space between the waves and and paying attention yeah. you know staying pe staying present and paying attention to those kind of small moments where i guess there's not really much happening but you're like yeah i don't know you, you, i guess i suppose you're kind of coming down off the previous high and you're like, oh, that was really fun. And you're talking about it and you're sitting there and enjoying it. And then you're also sitting there waiting for the next one. But actually, rather than sitting and waiting for that next wave all the time, all the time sitting there going, when's the next one? When's it? Actually sitting there going, do you know what? This is actually quite nice as well. You know, just this is pretty here. good. Yeah. And, yeah. and actually doing that. And I think it's one of those things I, I don't want to wait. And I think you, you do naturally slow down as you get older. You know, oh, yeah. but I think I, I'm I'm consciously aware. I, I just I just turned 30 as well. So I'm like, I want to try and do that slowing down and taking appreciation for all that <laughs> stuff now. I don't want to wait, wait until I'm older before I start doing that. Do you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm yeah. about to turn, I'll be turning 40 next year. And the, that in itself is the fear because, you know, my mum keeps turning around to me and going, when are you going to start dressing your age? I'm like, shut up, mum. Never. I've just started a clothing brand. I've just started a clothing brand to make sure I never dress my age. Um, but I mean, also, what is dressing your age? Hey, well, yeah, um, literally. But you do, like, I, it is weird because the older you get, the more you do start to kind of appreciate stuff. And like, if I take the dog for a walk, like out in the countryside, there's so many times where I just stop and just take in like the leaves on a tree. Yeah. I'm like... Well, that's fantastic. They're pretty nice, aren't they? A reflection on the, yeah, a reflection of of the sky on the lake or something like that. I'm like, oh, this is really. But it's only been the last few years that's that sunk in. Whereas yeah. before, I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, the sky's blue, the grass is green, great, carry on. Let me um, go surfing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah, um, and it is, yeah, it's it's bizarre. It's I don't know if it's a getting older thing or whether we've just, I don't know whether we have, due to partly because of social media, partly because in real life, people are starting to open up about this kind of stuff. Are we now just 
is everyone at any age now starting to kind of take a step back has lockdown also caused us to actually start kind of taking some stuff in and start to take it like the stuff that we took for granted before in our fast paced life now we're like do you know what yeah i think it's I'm definitely i think it's definitely that because it is funny i do remember you know like you do like you said you know you see adults being like well oh, this is just beautiful isn't it let's go for a yeah. you're when you're younger you know, even like 20s, you're like, no, this is lame. I don't want to do this. But you I don't know, want for, to go for a walk. Yeah, oh, but for, for me now, for me now, I, I do feel like, yeah, you, you know, younger younger people are like embracing that more sort of wholesome side of things. And they're like, actually, yeah, you know, th- th- this stuff is good. And actually, you know, my parents do make sense uh, and all that stuff. And, yeah. I, and I think, I mean, again, I, I'm no expert. I don't know. I can't put my finger <laughs> on it. I can only speculate. But yeah, I, I do think... Um, the last couple of years has definitely played a huge part in that. Massively. I, d- I definitely now, like, uh, when I get to, like, when I'm by any water at all, <clears throat> I just stop and take it all in. Yeah. Just for a second. And I also now, like, I look, and this is very weird that I would do this, because before I'd always look at stuff and be like, like, every beach and be like, could you surf here? Yeah. <laughs> I'd always ask someone, does this place get swell? Could you surf here? Oh, is it just a beach break? Oh, is it a shore break? Oh, okay, right. Now I see any type of water and go, can I paddleboard here? Yeah. Could I can I swim here? Like, yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah. Like, but again, that that just comes down to that just comes down to the kind of openness side of it, doesn't it? Of actually realizing that there's you know, I think there's it's cool to sit there and get really into something and get obsessed with it and throw everything in and and get as ma- maximize get as much out of it as you can. But at the same time, if you do that forever, you're gonna live a pretty sheltered existence. You know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like they, exactly. They, there's a there's a famous um, jujitsu professor called John Danaher, who's a pretty yeah. he's a pretty incredible human being. He's been on Joe Rogan loads and he's, he's done all sorts of great podcasts and stuff like that. But he, he has this thing where he says that you, uh, a human being can completely reinvent themselves in five years. He's like, I think, you know, a human, and he uses it from the, from the aspect of jujitsu. So he's like, someone can find jujitsu on day one of year one. And by the end of year five, they're a completely different human. You know, they've, they've progressed and competed and they've, become a you know a whatever belt and you know they've, they've completely changed their lives and who they are but yeah i think that can be seen through many different lenses as well you know someone starring surfing or going unfortunately yeah. through a tumultuous time you know going through something <clears throat> an issue with their mental health i mean you know take myself for example and i'm, I'm sure you'd say it about yourself you know you you do completely change as a human i know i'm I'm a completely yeah. different human to who I was even, even three years ago, I'm a completely different human yeah. being, you know? And I think if 100%. you, if you try and fight against that, that's going to, problems are going to arise. You're going to start feeling insecure in yourself because you're going, why do yeah. I think, why, why do I think the leaves look cool suddenly? And you're like, I don't want to feel like that. I, you know, I want to stay who I am. And cause people thought I was cool and things like that, you know, and I, you get worried about yeah. getting older, but I think we all just need to realize if we talk to each other more, we all start thinking that, don't we? It's not, you know, you get worried like my friends are going to think I'm lame because I like different music now and then they're not going to like me anymore. Yeah. And it's like, well, actually, they all listen to different music too. You know, they all, they're all doing this. And it, exactly. Yeah. Do you um, like, do you find that um, it's, this is, and this is 
a kind of personal thing for me is that I don't always feel like it's that easy to talk. So sometimes I feel like a bit of a fraud uh, when it comes to, you know, trying to push this message of the brand. So I will be quite open and honest with stories that I put up and, and posts that I'll put up. I'll be like, you know, there'll be a few days, like I try and actively post like every day to get, you know, some content out there and try and kind of keep it, keep that ball kind of rolling. Yeah. But sometimes there are days where like a few days will go by because I've just, I've sunk yeah, and I've hit a kind of low point. Um, like yourself, when you said, you know, you were open this weekend about not feeling great. Um, one of my friends turned around to me recently and uh, accused me of not reaching out to my friends enough. Um, and basically she turned around and said, you just need to talk more to us. And I was like, I don't, it's not that easy. And she's no. like, well, just, you just talk, just talk. Um, and with someone who's never really had, who's never kind of had any dealings with um, any kind of mental health issues, that's it's part of like doing this brand as well as I'm trying to raise awareness, not just for like if someone is going through something, but also for the people who haven't, but maybe they do know someone who's going through something, you know, a friend, a loved one, a parent, a brother, a sister, yeah. um, to try and make a bit more understanding. And the unfortunate part of this conversation was this girl was steamingly drunk and I was stone cold sober. So, the conversation obviously was a little bit kind of Outside overbalanced it. in yeah. the yeah in the just talk to your friends more we're here for you and i was like it's not that easy uh but that part of the not that easy part wasn't really going in and it, as much as you try to explain that to someone to the point where i was lucky that somebody else came up and started talking and i could walk away um because it was it felt like talking to a brick wall a little bit and it's not that's and that's the problem with this <laughs> maybe problem is the wrong word that's the kind of there's different angles to this because it's not just being able to just constantly talk all the time and you know and let it out and i you know people say to me well if you're if you're feeling that bad about it but then why are you going on to a podcast to talk about it because you know why did you make a video that hundreds and hundreds of people can see um and i'm like because they were split down the middle and you know, I'll be very open and honest and say that I do have a therapist and she's absolutely fantastic. Um, I searched high and low for her and now that I've got, I'm not gonna let her go. Um, she did point out something to me before we made the video. She said to me, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm scared shitless about making this video because originally I just, I just wanted to make a brand video that was going to have some, you know, some, cool bits of the cool shots of the clothing and some people having fun maybe some shots of the beach and some shots skating or whatever um and the guy making the video was like we used to do a backstory for you it needs yeah. to be about you so people can relate to it and i was like we're not doing that like the hands down like straight away no shut it down we're not doing that i will yeah. do what i want to do but we're not making a video about me and he won me over because he had some fantastic ideas and I said, okay, well, we'll keep it very lighthearted. We're not going to go into the bare bones of it because I cannot put myself out there like that because it's too hard for me to reveal that to people when it's such a personal thing. Yeah. When we got into it and we started making the video, the, 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 the like I said, the original conversation is an hour and a half long. We condensed it down to five minutes. Um, and I was nervous. I was scared. 
I didn't know how it was going to come across. And you're always worried about the perception from other people. Um, and I spoke to my therapist and she said, you need to realize, and I've said this to quite a lot of people before who, well, they've, they've gone, ah, that's a good point. Being nervous and having anxiety about something, the feelings of that are very similar to the feelings of being excited. Yeah. And sometimes we get those wires crossed. Yeah. And so she broke it down and she's like, are you nervous or are you excited about yeah. it? And I was like, that's a very good point. I don't yeah. actually know right now. Now you've broken down to that. Like, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous, but I, you know, maybe I am excited. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it came out, it came out really, really well. We, I need to, clearly I need to do some more resharing of it. If you've only just seen it now, <laughs> I need to right. kind of like, I need to, delete it and put it up again and, and kind of you know the guys that made it um a guy called dave from uh wild stag productions they did a fantastic job on it um so good and it just oh i i have actually i've watched it through quite a few times and that's something that i would never thought i would do yeah because i thought i would i didn't think i would like to hear the sound of my voice or see myself yeah um but i've actually watched it i sent it to i sent it to a few friends before we put it out um and quite a few of them to like some of the girls turned around and said i cried watching that yeah it's amazing so yeah yes yeah. uh, i think it's pretty it's all on a massive tangent then no no not at all i mean again one of this is the, the main reason i got you on this podcast was to talk about why you started this and and you know making this video and and, and all that stuff so no it, it it's great i mean you 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 briefly started that with a with a question which i i'll, I'll answer and that was kind of I, I guess you would go down kind of my side of of that as well. And the really interesting thing you said there is the the nervous and excited thing. And I think that's something really yeah. interesting as well. And that's something that people should be aware of as well. And also, generally, if you're nervous about something, doing something like that, it's probably because you care about it. And therefore, it's probably important. Yeah. You know, and, and that's a big thing. So I think re reframing how you think about being nervous is quite good. Often we look at we look at being nervous in a negative sense, and sometimes it is, and you can't escape that. But being yeah. nervous sometimes is actually a good thing because it shows that yeah. you're like, I I care about this, I'm passionate about this, I'm a human who gives a shit about something, and this is something I'm trying to achieve, especially if it's something yeah. like what you're doing where you're it's something that you've gone out of your way to do and you're doing it by yourself. It's your name on the door, you know, a bit yeah. like me, me with this podcast as well. So from that nervousness, you get this enormous sense of pride as well of like, I'm getting up off my ass and I'm doing something. Yep. And I, I fucking hate, I hate hustle culture more than anything in the world, but that doesn't, <laughs> and it's something I, you know, all of my best Instagram posts are where I write about hustle culture and how much I hate it. These stupid lists of people get up at four in the morning, read four entrepreneur books, start a side hustle, save $4,000 a month and all this stuff. And there's nothing I hate more than that. But that doesn't mean that I sit on the sofa for eight hours a day doing doing absolutely nothing. Oh, no. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I certainly believe in getting out there and, and doing it. And the, the, this podcast has given me that, you know, definitely given me that confidence. But uh, yeah. going going on from that and, and me with the podcast, being honest for me has now, I, I'm just under two years into doing this podcast now. I started it December wow. 2019. And when I first oh, started wow. it, when I first started it, it was uh, a bit like what, what you said, you know, you've got the video or, you know, that post you wrote as well. And, and you kind of put it out there and you were like, oh, 
oh, I'm just going to put it out and see what happens, you know? And yeah. And I, I very much did that with, uh, after I had the failed podcast episode, I sat down uh, and I recorded an intro, just a 20 minute. This is why I'm going to do this podcast. This is what it's going to be about. This is this. And I just very much went, oh, and I threw it and I put it out and I closed my laptop and I didn't, didn't look at it. And then, Shut it down. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, you know, the response was overwhelming and things like that, but it's now become such a daily part of my life of, of sharing that it's almost like, well, why wouldn't I share, you know, over the, over the weekend, as I said, to, to date this, it's the 16th of November, it's Tuesday. Um, I put up a post on Saturday, uh, no, on Sunday. Um, I had a really bad weekend, had my first panic attack in a very, very long time. Yeah. Um, had a really, you know, shit weekend. And I, I was, it was kind of very fortunate that I, I was, I had already planned to take Monday off to go surfing and it turned out to be the perfect thing. And it, it's kind of very much reframed my brain. I mean, you know, you were kind enough to message and say, do you want to, you know, reschedule this? But actually in my head, I was like, no, having this conversation, you need this, this is yeah. going to really, it's, well, it's going to kick off like my endorphins of like, Oh, you've, I've done every time I finish a podcast, I'm always on a bit of a high. Cause I'm like, I've created a content. Yeah. I've done it. It's great. It's ready. I've, you know, I've booked it. It's done. And I always have a great <laughs> time. And I, I've been, I've been very honest on the podcast as well of like, this is, this is therapy for me. Like when I talk to people, all I'm doing right now is being like, Mikey, tell me how you, how are you, how do you keep yourself happy? You know, and then I could learn and stuff. And I've been, and every podcaster I've spoken to has said the same thing. You know, they're like, this is therapy for me. You know, it, it, it's, totally you got to remember, I'm, I'm, almost, I'm almost 40. So nothing makes me happy anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to be a big man. Yeah. 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 Like the only thing that makes me happy is the dog. Well, that's, then, yeah, that's something, <laughs> but you're touching, you're touching on a good point as well there, isn't it? Like there is this kind of very much stereotype. I don't know whether it's just the UK, but I don't think it is, but there is very much a stereotype of as men get older, they must become grumpier and they must yeah. become, they must become less happy. So I do wonder whether that's almost passed down, you know, people look at their dads or, you know, their granddads, and they go, oh, well, they were a grumpy bastard. So I'm going to be as well. And a lot of the time, I think that just stems from, failed dreams or dreams that they never got to try you know and well, again I, th I think that's society as well you know but the, um, the problem i had as well like the generation gap uh between like my parents for example they you know when this was going you know when this whole thing was going on with me i didn't feel um i went to my brother first before right. i went to my parents because I couldn't, I didn't feel like I could go to them to be like, this is, this is quite severe. Like, I'm, you know, I've just come out of A&E and &E I'm not doing too good. Um, <clears throat> and so he had to then, he called them to relay basically what had happened for them right. to then call me. Um, and so when I went back, I, I went back and stayed with them for a while just to kind of get myself together and try and work out uh, what was going on. Yeah. Um, we just didn't talk about it at all. Like it was just, it was almost just like, oh, let's, let's an not. unspoken thing. Yeah. Like an, un, you know, it was just, it was very, very weird. It was like dinner's ready. Okay, cool. Do you want to come have some dinner? I'd just move some food around the plate and go, ah, I'm done. Thanks. I'm not hungry. And then we just, and I, I basically, I survived. Um, I worked out that I was basically surviving 20 hours a day doing nothing. I don't understand. I don't, I'm looking back on it. I don't know what I did because yeah. I wasn't really eating. I wasn't, I was drinking mainly water. Um, I wasn't listening to music. I wasn't watching TV. I wasn't on my laptop. I wasn't even reading. I was just there. 
Yeah. But I wasn't really doing anything just at all. Existing. Just literally just existing and just being essentially just like a sprout. But that's kind of that's there, just that's really dangerous as well, isn't it? I've and and this is something interesting I've always spoken about. Maybe, maybe you can speak to this and, and how you are since then, because I, I know you've mentioned, you know, you were in a in a band and, and, and stuff like that. And obviously a, a consumer yeah. of content and things, but I yeah. I cannot do anything without having some sort of background content on, whether it's a podcast, an audiobook, some music, put the TV on. I I I can't uh like if I'm cooking a meal. For, for example, I'll put a podcast on like and put my AirPods in and listen to it. And maybe that's quite normal. But like if we're driving two minutes to the shop, like my girlfriend, Heidi, she she bloody hates it. She's like, why are you doing this? We're going to the shop. It's going to take two minutes. You know, and I'm like, I've got to queue a song up. I'm queuing a song up. I'm just going to end up. I've got to connect to the Bluetooth and I'm doing this. And she's like, we'll, we'll be at the shop we'll by now. Back. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there and back by the time you've done that. It literally, but, but yeah, I, I, know I don't much. know. <laughs> yeah, and I, I spoke about this the other day, actually, but it was something I spoke about with, with my best friend who I went surfing with uh, yesterday, incidentally, but he was on one of the first episodes of the podcast, and he he's the opposite. He's like, he's really comfortable just, like, sitting in silence by himself, and he'll just, he kind of says he just, like, talks to himself, and he'll do, you know, work on impressions of like a film character, <laughs> you know, something like that. He just, he just, he's very happy doing it. And it's, it was funny, the response I had, there was, it was very mixed. Some people were like, no, I, I'm quite happy. And a lot of people were like, I need something to kind of, I suppose it's like a distraction, isn't it? It's like distracting. It fills you. the void, doesn't it? A little bit. Perfect way of saying it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you, but you say when you were at your lowest, you, you weren't doing that. Cause when I was at my lowest, I was, I was going to my most comfortable place. So I was watching like Star Wars uh, relentlessly. And then I'd, I'd rewatch Game of Thrones and all that stuff. And I'd be like, these are like, right. if, you know, I'd escape from this world essentially, but I'm like, these are worlds. I'm uh, just uh, to say I'm a closet super nerd. Uh, yeah. Just to say this is, this <laughs> is, this is, you've just, this is, this is the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. I, I am. A, I've just held up my Putting Mandalorian. It, saying, Saying it closer to the microphone, I am a closet super nerd, doesn't make <laughs> you, you've just broadcasted it. I, I mean, I don't know why I keep That's saying, it. I don't know why I keep saying like closet super nerd. I should just say I'm a super nerd because everyone knows it by now. Um, but that, that was my, that was my, that was kind of my happy place was like, I'll go to there. And that's where I went when I was at Milo. So that's really interesting that you were like, I just, I just shut off from everything. That's when I knew that something was wrong. Right. Because, um, I, apart from like, apart from, you know, surfing, apart from the sports, um, I love music. Right. I feel like the power of music is just absolutely incredible. Is it can, you know, one song can transfer you, you know, back to a time that, you know, straight away you have all the feelings from when you first heard that song or yeah, yeah. a time and a place or an experience or something. Uh, and discovering new music is fantastic. Like I, I read something the other day and it was like, your new favorite song is out there and it hasn't been discovered yet. And you're like, oh God, it's I love so that. good. And uh, that's when I knew something was wrong because I wasn't listening to music. And it was one of my friends that pointed out to me. They were like, "Oh, well, uh, have you heard this yet?" I was like, "No." And they were like, yeah. you, "Something, something is wrong." Yeah, you just went numb. I went numb. To, I went numb to everything. I didn't. I, I just didn't get any excitement or the passion for it. But since then, what has happened? So I used to be like you. I would, you know, um, like you said, driving to the shop to get something there and back in five minutes. Uh, 
I'd have to at least have five find the perfect to... song for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't drive off until it was like no, no, skip, no. Skip, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Oh <laughs> no, maybe one more. And it was like we're gonna be there and back. Come on. Um, and then yeah, like connecting to the to the stereo, and then getting back into the house and putting more music on and getting stuff done, and yeah, listening to podcasts, and you know, I'd spend more time flicking through Netflix trying to find something to watch than I'd actually watch. Yeah, um, doom scrolling. Yeah, and uh, that's but that's gone now. That's what's really really weird is that yeah. I used to, and I, uh, you know, being in London, I would walk from. Um, from my house to the to the tube station, ten minute walk. I I would always make sure I had my headphones, yeah. always listen to music, get on the tube, listen to music. Uh, you know, driving back to Cornwall, listen to music. The other day, I realised that I had walked and then got on a tube and then got off the tube and walked some more, and I hadn't even put my headphones in. And I was like, "That's weird," because normally I would be so, and I can't work out if it's a part of me that is like that's taking in the surroundings still yeah kind of going getting myself back to normal um and not being kind of closed in and being shut off from everything because you know your music is your escapism your tv your films yeah, yeah. Uh, you know podcasts it's, it is the escapism it is taking you to that place where you can escape reality and i think at the moment i'm still trying to get my reality back into connect back yeah 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 so yeah, you, yeah, you're not you're you're not quite at the point where you feel where, where you're ready to escape. You're like, I still need to find my way back in first. I want to be like I'd say I'm a lot happier now than I was this time last year. Right, but I'm still not a hundred percent yet. Right, like I was, or like I thought I was, you know, a few years ago when I thought I was hundred um, percent. So I think I'm still I'm still taking bits like I'm a bit like a sponge at the moment. Where I'm taking bits from different. And you know, trying to make myself a better person, and, and trying to make my life better, and be slightly more healthier. Although I've, my love of biscuits has come back at the moment. Oh man, dunking in it's winter. Oh, it's winter. Just so eat good. Yeah. I know. Yeah. This time yeah. last year, I was so skinny, and like, I'm wearing the same clothes I was last year. I'm like, oh, this, these jeans are tight. Oh god. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, mean, I think it's it, it it takes time, doesn't it? And it's yeah. the fear, and it this will be basically like your post the other day because when i read your post this was something that i put up a few weeks ago that i think a lot of our energy basically stems from and maybe it's slightly exhausting is the fear of going back to that place where you felt at your lowest. oh yeah i'm yeah you don't want to be there again yeah yeah i'm i'm because because of the amount of progress i've made as well like it, that, I think that's one. Th- that's what one thing that really did knock me this weekend. Of when when I felt it starting to happen, I was like, "Why am I here again?" And I, and and, yeah. and and being perfectly honest as well, like I've got no reason to. Like everything, everything in my life is currently going extremely well, and, and maybe I've just thrown a huge jinx out there into the universe. But I hope not. <laughs> you know, I hope not. But I mean, every I've, I and I hate people that are like, "Oh, I've got nothing to complain about." Because it's like, well, ultimately, you know, you're always going to have problems. We can just make them smaller. But like, yeah, I, I, I don't. There was no reason for what happened this weekend in my brain to happen. I was yeah. like, I'm. It, but for some reason, it just didn't. I think that was one of the looking back on it now. You know, the benefit of hindsight. I look back on it. I think uh, uh, one reason was I was like, why, why am I? I'm going backwards. Why am I going backwards? And none of us, none of us ever want to go backwards. It's the fear. In anything. 
Yeah. It's, I think... it's the fear of it, right? It's the, it's the, I, I had been, there was, I mean, I would, I would say this on here because I, I feel comfortable enough to say this. There were points last year where I never thought I would feel like that. And yeah. I, or maybe I'd also maybe slightly silently not judged, but was always a bit like, well, how can someone feel like that? There were points where I was at the lowest that I was like, and that's, that's the weird thing because that felt like it wasn't me. It, was, yeah. it felt like I had turned into somebody else yeah. and I couldn't snap out of it. And actually, uh, and I will say this because I have a, the utmost respect for them. The Samaritans are fucking incredible. Yeah, because I did that thing where I was, I yeah, I was, I was, I was contemplating life. I didn't, I wasn't. Um, I felt like a bit of a burden. I felt like a bit of a dead weight. I felt, and I've never felt like that ever because I've always tried to see the positives, no matter what. And I called them out of fear. I called them out of fear because I didn't know who I was and I was worried that I was losing myself and turning into somebody else that had no control over what their outcome was going to be. And so when I called them, this woman who has never met me, she's never spoken to me before, she spent two and a half hours on the phone talking to me. Yeah. And making me feel like life was actually, like there was a purpose. Yeah. Um, and one thing she said was that like, if you do and that fear of going backwards and if we do go backwards and we do end up in that spot there is the fact that okay on sunday you might have felt just truly awful but then yesterday you felt on top of the world yeah and would you have felt like that if you would yesterday just be a normal average day yeah if sunday hadn't been so shit well absolutely like, yeah it, um Surfing yesterday was definitely more special because I'd had a really shit time before it. And I've always said like you, there's never going to be 100% good times. You can't have good times without bad times. You know, otherwise it would just all be just gray sludge, nothingness. You know, it, you'd yeah. just be trucking along like that, you know, horizontally. Whereas you, you, things need to go down in order for them to be able to go up. If that makes make sense. Um, well, that's my, like, my the part of my kind of like diagnosis from my doctor was that uh for me it was in the last few years was they were basically like oh the good times are really good and i was like yeah the good times are really good and like, but the bad times are really bad and i was like yeah like, there's no middle ground yeah i was either super happy or i was super shit yeah and that became the like that was you know part of it and then also avoidance i started to i was avoiding people I started to shut, I'd started to shut myself off from people years ago. I avoided phone calls. I avoided, you know, if I didn't want to talk to someone, I couldn't even be bothered with the like, oh, you know, I, I'm just a bit busy. I'll call you back tomorrow. Yeah. I just wouldn't answer. Um, the only thing I'll say, and this is that this is something that I've realized recently in that I, I think part of winter, and I've been trying to push this um, a little bit recently in that, you know, we've had what would be, an average summer in terms of weather it was pretty crap but it was a summer where we weren't locked in and yeah. everything kind of started to open up again everyone was starting <clears> to kind of remember what the world was like and be like oh my god yeah right festivals and holidays and oh my god this is amazing um which made me feel like when winter kicks in this year it's going to be a very intense winter 
yeah. because we, you know, we are not locked down this November. We were like this time last year. Um, but we've had a first summer of stuff being opened up and I was worried. The novelties were off. Yeah. Yeah. I was worried for other people maybe sinking into that kind of, you know, that winter depression, that kind yeah. of, you know, wanting the sunshine and wanting the sunlight. And it's dark by half past four now. And it's dark when you wake up in the morning and it's, you know, the days are long, the night, the days are short, the night long. Um, and that's what I wanted to try and keep an eye out for this kind of winter in that we haven't just spent the last kind of year making this like making a noise and trying to talk about mental health and and trying to make an impact for it to then kind of like you know disappear into to as soon as yeah better. as soon as the well and and as well as soon as the world's open we're like right uh we're not in lockdown anymore everyone everyone that was having a shit time in their head they're fine now because we can go to the pub again you know yeah we're all good yeah yeah, yeah. everything's that, everything's fantastic and we can carry on doing stuff and it's yeah great Let's go. See you in a yeah, bit. <laughs> like, that's because that that's that's another thing that's been been really I- important and something that I think has been the concern of a lot of people in this kind of space of like, right, you know, there's been so much publicity around mental health and all that stuff because everyone's had a bit of a shit time, you know, from yeah, yeah. doesn't matter who you are, how much money you've got, everyone's been in lockdown, you know, things like that. But you know, and then as soon as things are open, right, are we gonna actually just take our eye off the ball with this? Cause yeah, you know. It, it, it's kind but of that's done the thing, like when stuff yeah. the stuff then opens up all the feelings that you had during lockdown are now being transferred <laughs> into that like oh i've got to go back into the real world yeah. and i'm i'm getting anxiety about going into the office i'm getting, yeah uh, you know i'm scared to get on public transport i'm scared to go to big gatherings i'm scared to hang out with my friends like i went to reading festival just for the day and I walked into um, like guest passes and I walked in and the minute I walked into Reading at like midday, this, I started shaking. Yeah. I was, I was nervous. I was anxious. I felt, and it, I don't know why, because I've been to so many festivals in my life. I couldn't pinpoint it. I just got weird and scared. And I think it's just, you just, you just get used to your, you get used to the environment you're around. Like I'm, I'm certainly way less, comfortable with uh loud noises and lots of people and stuff and i've never been hugely comfortable with it growing up in the in the highlands of scotland and spending years living on you know islands in greece and stuff i've never been a huge fan of it but yeah certainly like it uh, my tolerance for it has definitely gone down because of the last you know year, year and a half as well and things and i think it's good to see i think there is a lot more tolerance towards it you know uh hospitality places have recognized that and festivals and you know from like, you know, even if they're creating designated areas where it's quiet, you can go and, and, and things like that um, is, is yeah. great to see. But I, I again, I think that's one of those things that we're all suffering with without actually talking about it a lot of, you know, but you want, you know, you go to a festival, you're like, you want to seem like, yeah, this is, this is great. This is, this is the best moment ever. But inside oh, you're like, so cool. I'm having a great yeah. time. Exactly. Well, it gets back yeah. to, yeah, the, the cool Olympics of who can be the coolest, but actually, you know, yeah. 50, 60% of the people there are probably like, I'm not sure this is for me anymore, or I, I could do with actually 10 minutes of being away from every other human being, you know? Yeah. Um, but again, I think a you know lot of it is a facade, you know? That's what, uh, and I will say this about Boardmasters this year, um, and and being slightly biased <clears> on it um, through having a trade stand there, but what was fantastic about Boardmasters this year was they did a real good push for um 
the little like the little uh kind of market the little village um kind of trade village you have down on fistral um which is there from the wednesday through to sunday um every single stand pretty much but you know bar a few had a message yeah to give out so That's it right. wasn't just like you you weren't just walking through people trying to sell you stuff you know there was plastic free stuff and and you know toxic free surfboards and um recycle your road clothing and we can you know we've got printing press here some guys in bristol i cannot remember the name of them, they were fantastic guys um they were raising you know awareness for homelessness in bristol um you had you know environmentally friendly stuff organic t-shirts and recycled polyester t-shirts yeah and, yeah yeah um there was there was so much going on with that you know and meat free stuff and vegan stuff that you felt like you had a you were a part of something that for the last few years because we'd been shut down it was like it came back with a massive bang That's so you awesome. weren't just walking through looking at like quicksilver t-shirts and and rip curl t-shirts and stuff you were actually looking at people who were trying to make an impact yeah and we we had a stand and outside the stand we had this massive uh i say massive it was probably like uh, kind of three foot by four foot uh, little banner and it just it was just a picture of a wave it just had the radical logo on it and then it just said uh it's rad to talk about mental health nice and the amount of people that it drew in because they were and they wanted to talk about it they awesome. wanted to the first day and this you know it it, it almost like I instantly found this girl on Instagram and followed her straight away and she followed back because she came in. It was the first day. We've been open like an hour and a half. She saw the little banner. She came in. I think she was like 16, 17 years old. And she just went, can I, um, do you mind if I just talk about the banner? And I went, no, no, yeah, go for it. And she went, I think this is fantastic um, because I have been suffering with uh mental health problems for the last few years and i think it's absolutely amazing that there's somebody who has now created a clothing line that's not like let's kind of be specific about this it's not like um you know it's not like calm or someone like that who have you know got t-shirts to raise awareness for their actual charity like it's a, a clothing brand that has the message built into it it's we're not yeah. doing it to to you know radicals not the charity then we've got some clothes good like there is there is no, no the, 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 the centering is actually around the clothing the clothing is the is the usp i suppose is what you're yeah. doing yeah 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 rather than yeah. rather than having a brand and going oh we also do t-shirts you're like no this is yeah. a clothing brand but the message behind it is is this yeah 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 um and, and she, you know she was a mate like she was just chatting away and but she said she felt very comfortable to just kind of, like she felt drawn in and she just wanted to talk about it and she bought a t-shirt and you know i gave her some free stickers and stuff and she and it felt really really nice and that from that moment on so many different people were coming in and kind of going hey um you know, there was, there was one guy, he was like, oh, I was uh, I was in a uh, psychiatric ward for four weeks. Um, I tried to take my own life like three years ago, uh, but I discovered um, kind of surfing and it's kind of, it's changed me and it helps me reset. This is fantastic because more yeah. people need to know about this. And it just became this, there was almost this overwhelming feeling where like at one point I took myself off and I just walked down to the beach and just sat there for a minute because I could feel myself getting like a bit teary. And yeah. a bit like, holy shit, this is like, these people are it's saying a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fit. Yeah. It's yeah, a thing. I've done, I don't, I've done also it. Like, yeah. 
I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not a trained therapist or like, you know, I'm not a counselor or anything. Yeah. So I'm listening to them say stuff and just go, okay, the impact, okay, the impact started. Like, this is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and I've had to say to some people before, like there's some people who message um, a fair amount that we've kind of built up quite a nice connection. And we talk about how we're feeling. There's been times where someone's messaged me and I've gone, look, I'm having a bit of an off, I'm having a bit of a shit day. So I've, I'm just going to be a bit quiet. I'm really, really sorry. I just need to get myself out of this hole and then I'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but it, it was, you know, it was, it was good to be, there was, um, there was a few other people who one person did make me cry because her story was just absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't believe it. And I, it just, it touched me. And I, I left Boardmasters kind of going, I mean, I left it exhausted and I thought I had COVID, but I didn't. Um, I have the sinus infection that just makes you lose your, uh, your oh, yeah. sense of smell. Everything that COVID does. Yeah. 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 Like two days later, I was like, mm, I can't smell anything. This isn't good. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't. Um, it, I left Vaudemasters feeling like, you know, had I just met one person and made an impact to just that person? that would have been i would have been super happy anyway but yeah. the fact that i'd met so many different people um and the people that followed as well because it wasn't like um there like there were so many tourists in cornwall this summer you, basically your phone did not work unless you had wi-fi so it was like hey yeah can't you? like i'll tag you in a post and put it up on instagram they're like oh cool yeah but we can't check it because our phones don't work because there's <laughs> too many tourists for the for the 4g to work down there um so the people that actually went out of their way where they got back home and where they got to internet to actually follow the brand, it just, you know, every single thing like that makes such a, like it means so much to me and it makes such a big deal that like there are points where, I don't know if you've had this, where you just kind of go, shall I, am I doing enough? Shall I jack it in? Yeah. And then you go, no, right. I'm going to keep going. I'm probably just having an off day or an off week. Well, like you, I feel like sometimes, you said, I, sometimes I feel a bit stale. No, uh, yeah, I mean that's absolutely true, and I'm sure that's everybody feels like that, regardless of whatever it is. They always, you know, feel people always feel like quitting, quitting whatever it is. Um, yeah, I think every single person I've ever spoken to that has started something, and their their whole ethos has been, if I can help one person, then to me that is a success. Every single person that I've chatted to that has that has had that has always done really really well because i think <laughs> because i think that is and and i mean i'm, I'm gonna do it i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say to hell with the worried about being egotistical that that does include myself that was my whole thing with the yep. podcast was like if i could get one person whether it's my friend or anyone who listens to it i mean in the beginning i was like the only people that are going to listen to this are going to be my friends so um, that's, that's how i thought i was like they're, they, they're, launch- they're going to do it but i was like if i could convince one of my friends who's a guy, if I can convince one of them that actually speaking about what's going on in their brain is, is okay. Then to me, that's yeah. a success, but it, it's obviously turned into so well, not obviously that sounds really dickish, but it's turned into so much more than that. Um, <laughs> it's turned into so much more than that. And, and, but I think if you go out with the intention of this is going to be a big clothing brand, we're going to make loads of money, but we are going to talk about mental health and we're going to change the world. then I think that yeah. becomes overwhelming and just crushes you. But yeah, I've yeah. always I've got a bit of a motto. Uh, it's actually from Game of Thrones, but yeah, uh, one one game at a, one game at a time, one game at a time. 
And that one, that one game at a time can be anything from let's get one view of a video, 10 views of a video. Uh, all right, we've got yeah. 10. Now let's get 100. And actually taking it bit by bit, for me, has helped me break down goals, but also like for my own mental health, it's made me, it's like small wins, isn't it? Rather than going, yeah. this brand is going to, it's going to be the next Rip Curl or Quicksilver for you, you know, or me being yeah. like, I'm going to be the next Joe Rogan and all that. It's like, nah, just... And, and it's cool to have those ambitions in the back of your head, but I don't yeah. let them come to the fore. For me, what's at the fore is, like you said, you know, so well, you're like, if I could just help one person, you're like, then that yeah. to me, to me, that is how I'm going to measure success. And I think yeah. having that and, and keeping that ethos is, is, is essential. And that's a, it's a, it's a great way to be, in my opinion. It's, the like the, the, there's so many in the past year there's been so many kind of standout points um but you know a few of them that really stand out and one of them was um a friend of mine was having a bit of a hard time and was going through a really really like a really really down time and his his wife actually contacted he didn't contact me his wife did um and she basically she basically said they don't tell us what to do like they don't they don't explain this they always yeah. say is oh you've just got to be there for them yeah it's like they don't they don't tell they don't, they don't tell you how hard it's going to be they don't tell you like when he hits rock bottom like well, how you know and the same with like one of my friends who basically turned around after i hadn't seen him in like probably four I mean, it was about six months and uh, he turned around to me and was like, I'm really sorry I wasn't there for you. I didn't know how to act. I didn't know what to do. This had never happened yeah. to me before. I wasn't sure whether you wanted to hear from me, whether I should have messaged you, whether I should have just be normal or whether I should be different or whether I should check in on you. Um, and that was the thing. I was like, they, there is so many, you see so much stuff posted now that's like, here's the top 10 signs to tell if someone's not okay. You know, when this is oh, an anxious person is going to act like this and then yeah. a, a guy will feel like this. But there isn't like, is your girlfriend or boyfriend or sister acting like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like how, because how are you going to feel about it? Like, what can you do about it? What can you do for them? What can you do for yourself? Yeah. Uh, that's that's the and, that's the bit that I think a lot of people don't talk about. It's so easy. And to be honest, half of it's bullshit anyway, because everyone is so different that it's like, well, you know, and it's a lot of the time, or maybe my personal experience, like if I'm feeling down and stuff like that, like I'm not really going to look at that advice anyway. I'm going to be like, well, no, I, I want to shut myself off. I don't want to see any of that. So actually it's more valuable for, for people who are, for people who are close to that person or they have someone in their life that they know struggles. It's, it's more valuable for them to, that's the, for me, it's a big goal with this podcast. They can listen to this podcast and go, Oh, that's, that's what, this is what they do. And this is, this is, this is perhaps something I need to look out for, or this is what someone yeah. else has done to look after their loved one or, you know, th things like that. Exactly. Um, I think that's a, yeah. that's a huge aspect as well of it that I think isn't as publicized or, you know, talked about on all these kind of Instagram accounts or, you know, all this sort of social media stuff uh, that, that side of it isn't spoken about. And I think like, like you said, that's, it's, it's just as important. It, it is because it, you, 
I know there were people who didn't, you know, your friends are your friends. Um, they're your friends for a reason. Um, I've got some fantastic friends, a couple of which who, when the video came out and they watched the video, one of my friends messaged me and was like, God, you're a dick. And, but you know <laughs> what? We've been friends since we were like 10 years old. So it, I knew exactly that's how he was going to react. Yeah. Because, yeah. And I went, I went, what do you mean? He's like, oh, that bit where you're drinking your cup of tea stood by the window. Oh, you're so annoying. And I was like, yeah do you know what that's fine I'll, I'll take that because you know we did shoot that three times and it's actually just an empty mug yeah yeah by the lifestyle. Time I was like, lifestyle <laughs> shot number seven yeah, yeah. um and it was like stuff like that it's great because it keeps you grounded and it also and at the same time they will be there for you when needs be yeah um, and they do that thing where it's like if you ever and it's you know the classic thing if you want to talk you know i'm here and it's like yeah okay great but like I said, you earlier, it's harder to sometimes go to them. I, it's almost sometimes I have to wait for them to come to me. Yeah. Actually, I didn't, I didn't want to burden you with this, but yeah, you know what? It's been a shit week this week. And I have like, you know, God, fact, the other day, like, I cried an RSPCA advert on TV ah. because of a dog that had been chained up and left there. And I was just like that. Oh my God, that got Fragile. me. I started crying. Yeah. 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 I was like, who am I? Like, why am I crying? And like, yeah. even Dick's, uh, Disney films are setting me off now. I'm like, oh, crying again. <laughs> oh, no. But that's like, for a good reason. It's for a good reason, I suppose. You know? Yeah. Um, like, the, one, the, the, the kind of last thing I really wanted to, to kind of mention or to briefly touch on with you, I noticed that you, you said you kind of team up with the, with the Wave Project and stuff and you're, you're doing yeah. stuff with them. Um, I've actually had Joe on the podcast, uh, the guy who found oh, well. it who founded the wave project. Yeah. Uh, so I've, I've chatted him. I mean, I've, uh, I've taught, taught surfing, uh, a lot to, to kids and, and stuff like that. And, um, not, not through, not through the wave project, but where, where I worked yeah. in the, in the UK and, and things like that. So how, uh, obviously I, I suppose it's a fairly natural fit given that you're very much, you know, yeah. surfing orientated and, um, and, and about mental health, which is exactly what the wave project do. But can you, can you kind of just go through how, how did that happen? And, and yeah, what's, what's the plan with that? Basically, it seems, seems like a match made in heaven. I mean, you're one step further than I am. Cause I've never, I haven't actually spoken to him yet. I've spent a lot of time speaking to their, their marketing team. Right. Um, the first, the first phone call we had was, uh, I think it was like two and a half hours long where we just talked there. What was really good about this was the, um, the kind of, their aspect and, and their angle of it compared to mine was almost completely different, but yet slots in so well at the same time. Right. So where, you know, and I always wanted to, when I started this, and I always wanted to give back. And I said, and originally, and I think if you look like down the Instagram right back at the beginning, you will probably notice that it says like uh, a donations will be made to chosen charity. Because at that point I didn't have a charity and I was basically on the hunt to, found, like, to find one that would fit perfectly with this. Um, when I spoke to them, um, and this was absolutely amazing, I basically went on the whole, you know, the whole talk of like, uh, you know, you've been seen as a cool person. And then if you say that you have, you know, anxiety, depression, PTSD, you know, panic attacks, that you're then not a cool person anymore. Yeah. Their take on it is, and I absolutely loved this, was that the kids and the young adults and the teenagers who are suffering with 
those aspects of, of mental health, they don't think they're cool enough to go yeah. surfing. So what they're actually doing is going, no, you are cool enough and you are going to do this because it doesn't matter. So they've taken basically like two complete opposite things and we've kind of smashed it together. Yeah. Um, and it just works. It just works perfectly. Um, I did uh, a thing a while ago where I basically I just said, anyone that's volunteering with the Wave Project, uh, here's a discount code and it's valid for life and you can get uh, you know, X amount off um, to buy anything from the store because um, you know, those volunteers are absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And quite a few of those volunteers have actually been in touch and been like, um, I'm ex-military and uh, I came back after serving for 10 years and I suffered from PTSD. So I got into surfing, but also I wanted to give back. So I volunteer for the Wave Project because it makes me feel like I'm being able to give back to a younger generation. Yeah, um, and that kind of stuff is just absolutely amazing. There was a couple of guys um, from Warmasters um, who were working for Surfing and Sewage, the Irish um, side of it. I'm not going to name names because sometimes people get funny when I shout out names on here. They go, "Oh, why did you say that?" Uh, but two in particular, two Irish, the guy and a girl, um, who volunteer for the Wave Project. About and they're actually it was this moment of this pure just awesome radness it just was, ah, it was so good my heart just exploded um the girl from surface against sewage was there in the stand and we were having a chat um and we were talking about the brand and kind of the waves and blah blah, blah and that kind of stuff and then a girl came in who gets surf lessons from the wave project and she was there with her mum and there was just, just this moment of this like completion of this kind of triangle where like you have someone that volunteers for the wave project you have someone who's part of the wave project yeah and then you have me who was like basically you know and at that point as well i was doing a charity raffle for everything that was raised was for the wave project and it felt like this perfect like moment where i was like synergy yeah 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 i was like i can go home now i'm done yeah. this moment like <laughs> i just wanted someone to take a photo of all three of us together and just be like this is the triangle yeah yeah and that was it like all the moments came up and then the world started catching on fire and it was just magical <laughs> um, yeah awesome. it was, they, they are you know that what they do is fantastic absolutely um, yeah 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 it's so cool yeah it kind of yeah it kind of it the whole thing works kind of hand in hand um i need to i've actually been given his email address and i do actually need to pull my finger out and give him a shout to see if there's more that we can do whether in joining up for being sponsors of uh like little contests or um doing like kind of prize giveaways for them um on their website and stuff like that so yeah fingers crossed hopefully in the new year and kind of next year there'll be a lot a lot more uh yeah. kind of going on as well but it'd be also good to um there's a few other people that I've been speaking to who are looking to do a similar thing in the way project, but spanning it out into adults as well. So it's not just focused on the kind of younger generation looks people our age who can yeah. get in, you know, not, not just, you know, kind of be volunteer, but they can also be a part of, and this Learning. is, I've got a, yeah, I've got a, a chat tomorrow with someone who, um, we're going to discuss basically being able to get involved and maybe do some more um, stuff within these kind of action sports 
um, and seeing if we can get a bit more presence involved with it so we can start making it a bit more well known. Um, so at the moment, we're, just, we're st- I mean, it's still in that kind of, I say, also, I say we, it's just me yeah. doing everything still. Yeah. Like, I don't have the budget to pay uh, for anyone to, you know, do stuff. The guys at um, Falmouth Uni, second year photography project, have just done my, uh, essentially my winter kind of ad campaign for nice. me in the photos absolutely amazing they smashed it out of the park um you know it's it's doing little things like that and helping different people out i think we can uh you know doing stuff like this like these podcasts it's it's nice talking i mean i just looked at the at the clock and we've been chatting for almost two hours yeah yeah that's amazing it just goes though it just goes though it just goes yeah yeah um but yeah uh on on that note though uh Mikey, there is a couple of quick fire, couple of quick fire questions that I always like oh, to uh, to ask. I mean, they're, they're they're not like anything. Don't worry, don't worry too much. They they generally don't tend to end up being that quick fire. Um, where okay. where um where where is your happy place? Given that we spent the last couple of years perhaps not not being able to be where we'd like to be. Sometimes it's a physical location. Sometimes it's not, depending on the guest. But um, yeah, if you if you click your fingers right now, where where are you? This is gonna be really weird. Uh, Tenerife, Tenerife, north of Tenerife, yeah, uh, near Santa Cruz. Um, they had an incredible holiday there years ago, and the surf was fantastic. The sun was out, the people are super friendly. There's there some people that ran some surf shots there, they basically was in there every day, like buying wax and checking the surf report for the next few days. But also, I've never felt so relaxed somewhere. Wow, it just like I would have a surf and would come back and would just sit on the balcony and would just listen to like the ultimate chill out music like uh um tommy guerrero and crumbin and stuff and just and the sun would be shining down i'm reading a book and i'm just sat there that's that's my and I've, every time i listen to that kind of music that like that kind of chill out music now i'm instantly transported are, back yeah. to there that's and i've been amazing. to like I've been to Bali and Australia and like uh, my, uh, my family are from Mauritius and we have a place there. So I go to Mauritius like almost every year. Wow. Still Tenerife. <laughs> Don't know why. That's cool. Just, weirdly. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's quite uh, oddly, oddly weird that you're saying that. Cause I'm, I'm actually going to go and live in Tenerife for January and February, I think. Cause I've got, um, um, well, there's a spot called it's on, I think it's the Southeast El, El Medano. Uh, El Medano. Yep. That's, that's the kind of windsurf spot um yeah so i'm gonna go and i mean i think there's a spot called las americas which is a surf spot like 10 minutes yep. away yeah uh so you can either surf but i've been I, i've got quite a few friends that live there all year round and stuff oh. and so they're they've they've kind of said yeah just come come down and join us for so i think i'm gonna go like mid mid january until the end of february but i'm just gonna go and i'm gonna go check out i've never been um, so you've yeah. never been oh do you know what i i i always thought it was like a horrible touristy place um yeah, and but apparently it's not. I was blown away. Yeah. It's not. It's and you know what? The north of the island is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Like it's just like I'm just walking through the like the tiny little town. And there's just people with like surfboards under their arms and kiteboards and like you said, like windsurf. And I'm like, this is really and also it's got Siam Park there. Have you seen that place? Yeah, yeah. They did the first like they did the first the first like windsurfing sort of towing stuff. They did a little like towing them oh. in to jump off the waves and things. Yeah, yeah. I'm still trying to get like, because it worked out. It's it, it worked out. It was six hundred euros to hire it for. I think it's like in two hours or an hour or something. So I was like, well, if you get ten friends, sixty euros each. 
like you get free entry to the park all day and those the slides there are incredible i mean there's a slide that goes through a shark tank like that oh, thing's wow. nuts but the waves like the waves look amazing. yeah the wave pool yeah yeah like it just looks so good um and apparently you get it after six o'clock after the park closes like i'm 100 percent going to do that at some point nice like and also if anyone's uh, if anyone from tenerife is listening and uh, they want I can relocate the brand to there and just live there. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'd be very happy to do that. That's the dream. Um, yes, I would 100% move into your house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this this uh, A huge part of this, well, when, when the podcast started, a huge part of it was around um, the, the idea of the name, the After Hours Lounge, is that it, it's, uh, I basically, one day I'm determined, I, wa- I want it to literally be a physical location. Um, and essentially, yeah. it, it was kind of born out of this thing that men men used to go to the pub and after work and they'd sit down there and they'd meet each other and they'd just chat and have a couple of pints and just chat shit basically. Yeah. Um, and that that's kind of gone now, even before COVID that was gone. Um, so having yeah. a beer, having a beer was a huge part of it as, as it's become remote. And you know, my, my relationship with alcohol has changed a bit. I, I kind of just stopped drinking for quite a while. There's basically the first half of this year, but, um, but you, yeah, it was a huge part of it. Sorry. Are you get, back on, yeah, so I didn't drink from uh, August last year in, until April this year, um, and I f- it felt fantastic. But there was a lot of weird like pressure to it. Yeah, like, I, I, find I get that a lot like, of people going, are like going Whoa. back to going back to what I've um, what, what I said earlier in the podcast that um, I, I don't like to live life in absolutes. I think people it's so easy. I'm quitting smoking. I'm never smoking again. I'm never drinking again. It's like, well, what happens when yeah. your best mate gets married and you want to have a glass of whiskey with them to celebrate? What happens when you I, I don't I don't want to do that. A finger at you. Oh, you're having a drink. You said you weren't gonna. Yeah. And it's like, oh fuck off. So um <laughs> I yeah. So I'm not doing the absolutes thing. I just I just had you know the first half of the year, like we couldn't leave the house for half of it and then just, you know, certain, the first few social occasions and stuff, I was like, I don't really want to drink. And I didn't. And then yeah. I spent the summer in, in Greece where I used to work because I worked remotely. So I spent the summer in Greece. Uh, and obviously there I was having a, you know, beer every few nights. We'd go and have a few beers with food and it's a different lifestyle. And I got back into yeah, yeah, it there. And, yeah. and then, yeah, no, I, I have been, I have been drinking, but beers were always quite a big part of it. So, I mean, you've you just yeah. said it there. What's your, what's your tipple? What's your favorite beer? Or are you a beer man or are you? Is oh, it else? Don't like beer. Don't oh, wow. like beer. Everyone is really shocked by that. And uh, I'm Cornish. So cider. Ah, uh, yeah. See that. Well, cider there you through, go. Through. Right. Yeah. Any, any big, I, big I, cider I, fan. My uh, my relationship with cider ended when I was seventeen years old, and I just dra- like I just spent too many yeah too many years <laughs> drinking two liter bottles of Strongbow for three pound fifty, and I'm like. Um, I went to a, a thing the other day. Oh, where was I? It was like a it was fireworks, and uh, there was like a mini festival, and the tickets are really expensive. But this blew my mind. The only cider they had was Strongbow. I was like, I thought we'd got, I thought that was 15 years ago. Yeah, I thought we're we were this. done with Strongbow on tap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I don't want to pay six pounds for a pint of Strongbow when you can buy two liters of it in yeah. the shop for two pounds. Yeah. Like, everyone knows it's just heartburn in a glass. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, like, it it's is. just, just why do we still sell it? Like, so just, what's, your, oh, what's your, what's your favorite then? What's your go-to if you can have one? Oh, I'm a, I love Thatcher's. I love Thatcher's. Right. Which is gold, 
absolutely fantastic. Uh, I love an Aspel, uh, but Aspel does that thing where it comes around and kicks you in the ass because you don't realise how strong it is because it tastes so good. And it tastes like apple pie. Still. Like, well, you're like, yeah. oh, my legs have gone. Uh, <laughs> not, I, 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 I'm, apart from Strongbow, I'm not fussy. You know, Bulmers and Magnus, they're great, but uh, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... It's, it's mass-produced cider, isn't it? Yeah. It's... Take me to a cider farm where you can have like, uh, you know, you know the the uh, like the that restaurant train uh, chain, the tables. Yeah. They they would do like uh, you can get pizza and cider testing, like they'll give you. Oh yeah, like a board thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like that's amazing. Like I love that. Like yeah, that. that one's no, that's gross. That one, whoa, that's amazing. Yeah, it's ten percent. Uh, okay, right, got gotcha. <laughs> no point uh, of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you get me feeling thirsty now. Yeah, I am oh, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, and then finally, as I said, uh, I'm not going to say closet anymore. I am a super nerd. Uh, so I, as I said, <laughs> I love my love my film, my TV, everything like that. Um, you know, you said you disconnected from that all, but is that something that you do as well? Do you watch a lot of kind of TV and film and, and stuff like that? And if not, if you're more into your kind of music and, and stuff like that, what, what are you listening to? I uh, yeah, I don't TV and for currently at the moment, I don't have, um, I don't have a TV. Um, well, I have a TV. I don't have any, like it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. I had Sky. I don't have Sky anymore. Um, so I can't get the TV to work. I also don't have any internet in my house at the moment, which is why oh. another reason why I'm doing it here. Um I yeah, I've never I've never really been a film person. Right. Um You're more of a music person. I always yeah, always a bit of a music person and also like um would always prefer to be outside than <laughs> be inside, kind of sat down kind of yeah. watching. I always found that like if I someone forces me to watch a two and a half hour film that could have been two and a half hours where i could have been discovering new music which then would have been the soundtrack to my life the next day or something so, let's do let's uh, do that then let's let's ch- ch- change it up what have you been um yeah what, what what have you been listening to recently or what's uh what's an old what's an old favorite do you want me to be honest now or do you want me to lie <laughs> because... uh maybe a bit of both i don't know <laughs> honest let's be honest um <laughs> Okay, so the complete honest truth. <laughs> oh God, um, the last thing that I was listening to, and I don't know if you can see the Christ. I'm, I'll show you first before I say. I don't know if you can see it. Um, it might come out because of the. Yeah, I'm gonna look. Uh, it's mirrored. Oh, it's Let's mirrored. Wait. Uh, okay, well, it says nah. it says Limp Biscuit. <laughs> oh, mate, that's not embarrassing at all. They they did this thing where they just they dropped a surprise album like last Sunday that no one knew was coming out. It just came out, um, and I was like, "Oh, let's see what it's like." And for some weird reason, for the past year, um, kind of before the breakdown, I uh, I've their PR person but worked wonders in sticking loads of stuff in their social media because it kept popping up on my like Facebook and it was like uh, ten things you didn't know about Limp Bizkit, five things you didn't know about Fred Durst, and I was like. No, I'll read them. And then found myself listening to a lot of Limp Biscuit last summer, which I haven't done since like 2001, which yeah. is bizarre. When everyone um, listens to Limp Biscuit. <laughs> yeah. They've, they've, they, they, my uh, friend of mine, she'll, she'll laugh at this uh, because she's just, I think she despises me for listening to Limp Biscuit. Um, but I've been listening to the new album, is actually, it's not, it's not that bad. Um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. I'm just wondering what was the, um, 
That's a good answer, mate. That's a good answer, Liv Biscuit. I like that. I don't want, but I don't want that to to tarnish me. There's a, there's a, <laughs> um, I've got a very eclectic taste in music. I quite, I like everything from kind of, um, kind of rock and heavy rock stuff right through to kind of reggae and hip hop. Um, there's a band called the Allergies from Bristol who are. I went and saw the other week. Um, absolutely fantastic. Um, but there's also a band called Turnstile who just put out an album this summer where I think they have just re- completely rewritten the hardcore punk game book. Like right. the album is incredible. It's the only way I can really describe it is if it was a fashion, it's oh it's it's just so ahead of fashion. It's so cool. Yeah. Like it's probably gonna be my album of the year. So yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> I've, nice. I've now everyone's going we thought this guy was all right yeah if we didn't if we thought we were cool and now he's not cool because he had depression now he's really not cool because he's just talked about limp biscuit on a limp biscuit. podcast i like limp, i like limp biscuit mate uh, we can we can go with that yeah i still have uh i've got a playlist called old bangers and it's got take a look around <sighs> the one from mission impossible 2 in it which is oh, so good hell of a song yeah so good such mate. a good song so good that riff yeah. it's so fat it's so heavy yeah oh, I, I love, love it. it yeah absolutely well, i've seen them good... live twice when they play that song <laughs> i'm like oh, really oh, so oh, good yeah, yeah that i'm jealous of that that's <laughs> sick um right before we go where where can people find uh everything that you're getting up to mikey um best thing to do is at the moment the um instagram is pretty much radical clothing uk uh on instagram is pretty much the place i've just launched a a blog section on radicalclothinguk.com um where i'm going to be updating as and when i'm trying to do like at least one a week right uh to throw in there uh the first one it's in is in there um is about kind of like you know the links to basically what we've been talking about the links through kind of like water sports and and kind of extreme sports and uh, and mental health stuff and other organizations that are out there if you need to kind of um you know get any advice or want to look into it more um and then uh i'm in the process of just writing more now it's a little bit about the backstory of the brand for anyone that hadn't really seen the video um and then we're just gonna i the idea is I'm hopefully going to start um, doing just little blog posts with um, kind of people involved with the sports who want to talk a little bit about the mental health side of things. Um, there's a, a piece coming up with a wakeboarder called Leah. Um, she's, I think she's, she was, or she is UK pro um, wakeboarder, like under yeah. 18s, I think it was. She messaged me and was talking about like, um, how she kind of how her mental health has affected her during kind of comps and stuff like that and how she stays focused um so we've kind of like done like a little kind of question and answer thing on that as well which i'm going to type up um and then hopefully fingers crossed um we might be doing sporadic little kind of videos and mini kind of little like mini podcasts as well just to tie in with it so like um because there's some other people out there who are doing some fantastic stuff um i don't you know i'm not gonna go down the kind of the road of of naming names and stuff because there's too many to kind of like go through but um we're hoping to do the video was such a success that i'm hoping to do kind of other little mini shorts um where there'll be kind of interviews with people kind of involved with with kind of different aspects um and just put a little a few more little kind of five minute videos up and maybe kind of turn the kind of youtube channel into a bit more of a kind of like radical tv type thing um but these are this i mean 
budget, budget. time, yeah. people, <laughs> like getting what we've managed to do so far. I cannot believe I pulled it off. It just, it happens to be so many different things that have just fallen into place in terms of like getting the videos done and doing photo shoots and doing photo shoots on the beach and board masters and you know everything you've we've done in the past year we've had to kind of hold back slightly because you were always teetering on the fact that it could be cancelled at any minute because of covid yeah but like right up to board masters it was like it, even like a few weeks before it was like well it could be cancelled so let's not put all our eggs in one basket um nas festival was was cancelled that was a real kind of bummer um i had to pull out of the kind of uh the the ski snow show up in birmingham uh, a few weeks ago which is, it couldn't be helped unfortunately but hopefully next year i'll be back with those guys um so yeah everything is kind of is i almost call it weather permitting it's covid permitting basically mm. providing we don't go into um yeah any more lockdowns or anything like that then uh hopefully not yeah Hopefully not. Well, yeah, guys, make sure you check out um, what Mikey is doing. Check out, uh, yeah, Radical Clothing UK on Instagram um, and everything like that. As I said, you'll find the link um, as well on my Instagram and on Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you're listening. Wherever you're listening to this episode, you can see in the show notes of that. Uh, you can also follow me on at the After Hours Lounge on Instagram, guys. Uh, any any support is much appreciated. You can donate to the podcast. Uh, via the link in my bio as well you can buy me a beer as i say all this talking is thirsty work uh, and while, so thirsty while i'm yeah exactly while i'm while i'm in this for the uh for the outcome a bit of income is always nice uh yeah thank you very much mikey for uh for coming along um and thank you, much, thank you very much guys thank you very much guys for listening and we will see you for the next one